Welcome to episode 76 of the Movie City Maniacs. Shocktober begins tonight with our movie and TV recommendations. Get ready. Get scared. Movie style. <laughs> I took my baby to a horror show That's the only place she wants to go She thinks that Dracula is so divine She wants to go stay with a Frankenstein She read about the monster from her outer space She thinks that you got the cutest face <laughs> And welcome to our uh, shock tease edition of the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie, and I'm Kyle, and we have a very special guest today. Uh, Adam Bentley is back in the seat. I'm here a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, he's not that special anymore. I think well, he's been here at the last couple. But I, don't tell him that. <laughs> we want to keep him coming here, man. Welcome, everyone. We're so excited. Yes, it's uh, almost uh, October is upon us, and we like to the do this days little are getting shorter. The nights are getting longer. The uh, air is getting a bit more spooky. The leaves are falling from the trees. Yeah. The pumpkin spice is in the air. Maddie's bullshit pull trees. <laughs> the COVID <laughs> numbers are going yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the spookiest thing I've seen in a while. Yeah, this may be the scariest Shocktober of all. Um, but we're trying to keep uh, good spirits despite uh, what's going on in the world around us. Uh, we are here in a room together the best we can. We're far apart. And uh, lots of Bubble hand wrap. sanitizer on, on this hand. This is the cleanest the studio's been. I don't know if you guys noticed. but It's very uh, swanky. It's, it's very swanky right now. You could eat off that piano bench. <laughs> and I'm going to later. <laughs> Actually, yes, I, I do got my pumpkin spice muffin on hand. This is how I roll. It's going to be a lot of pumpkin spice drinks here. Do you guys have pumpkin beers? or Not yet. I had my first one of the season. Did you? Great Lakes. A plus. I had a uh, paranormal from uh, Flying Monkeys that I've been aging for like a year. So How was it, that? It's awesome, man. It was like ten percent, and like the uh, spice is kind of like mellowed out. It was, yeah. You guys and your adult drinks. I, yeah. I've had two pumpkin spice <laughs> coffees so far. Tim Hortons was garbage. I do not recommend that one. Uh-oh. Starbucks, I'm going to give a thumbs up. But yes, everyone, if the, if you're new to this, this is a big uh, big time of the year for us. Throughout the year, I mean, we do cover a lot of horror, but this is a time of year where it is horror nonstop. We do um, an episode every week just talking about all the uh, horror we have watched and it has to be either Halloween related or horror related TV and movies and we do a whole tally and crown uh, someone the king of Halloween each year. Unfortunately last year I was (laughs) finally dethroned by Adam actually so it's going to be fun this year but before... Did you bring the trophy (laughs) or no? We need to actually make a trophy. That actually would be pretty awesome. Something that we can pass down for generation to generation. that's a good idea. Yeah, Matty will have to come up. He's the the king of uh, (laughs) gimmick gifts like that. But um, yeah, before we get into all that, though, we always do this episode uh, right before the month starts. We'll try to get this out maybe October 1st. But this is kind of um, a preview and kind of 
to put, get you guys in the mood and get you guys prepped for uh, Shocktober so you can join along with us, what we usually do is we recommend each five uh, TV episodes or specials, Halloween or horror related, that you guys should watch uh, for the month of October, and then 10 movies we think you guys should watch. And then each year, we're not allowed to reuse picks, so it gets harder each year. Um, Adam is on his second round, so it's a little bit easier for him. Uh, me and Maddie are on our, what fourth? is this, fourth for us? Fourth round. And I mean, going back, we had a previous podcast called Horror More, mm-hmm. but uh, we're not going to bring up the past. We can reuse the picks from that show because if not, this would be insanely hard. But it does get harder and harder each year, especially, I don't know if you guys found, I found the TV specials really hard this year without repeating the same, you know, sitcoms I, um, and whatnot. I tried to make it so it's not like I no Simpsons, no Roseanne, no uh, Tool Time, no Martin. So, so no fun is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, zero fun, sir. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything you guys want to talk about before we get into it or should we just jump into it? Do you guys have any movies that you are so excited about watching this October? Like you got like, well, I don't want to hear your entire list, but like that, like, okay, I'm watching this. Isn't that what we're here to do? Well, no, it's a movie that you're recommending. <laughs> yeah, this is more like, ones like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, it depends how you do it. These may be ones you're going to watch. I always, these are ones I'm going to recommend, but I don't always get to them. Mm-hmm. It's like some of these I may have just watched I'm doing a, recently a little, I'm and doing I think a, that. I, I usually start my list with something. I'm excited oh, to watch, okay. and then I do the others that are oh, stuff I've watched. Fair enough. Recommend, but I'm I'm going to try to watch. I, I I did okay last year. Mm-hmm. I think you did better than okay. It was it was something like sixty. Oh, I did okay in the list. I destroyed oh, okay. everyone. <laughs> um, I just mean my uh, my recommendations. I oh, okay. got yeah. to watch a few of those. Okay, yeah. For me, like I I look forward to this every year, and like come November first, I'm putting away movies yeah. for the next October, and I've been. You know, I'll get movies in the summer, and I'll be like, "Ooh, I'm saving that for wait. October." Yeah, so, me too. There's certain movies I've I've had just I've been dying to watch. The unfortunate thing is, by the time it gets to October, I have a hundred films. I'm not going to get through them yeah. all. But, um, you know, well, if you tried harder, funner, yeah, <laughs> you stop being such a puss and just kind of uh, get down to it. I uh, finished reading The Stand uh, right when this whole like pandemic went crazy. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to dive right into it and read The Stand because it's been. So I'm actually going to try to watch the entire like what is it like four 400 minute movie so we'll see how this works out for me i actually just picked up that on uh, blu-ray oh did you are you gonna watch it walmart's got it cheap are you gonna consider it a movie or like several tv shows i'm not gonna watch it but yeah <laughs> i picked it up for my stephen king collection but yeah. i remember like struggling with that i do want to revisit it but yeah mm. i'm not it's not i mean i don't want to waste four hours um, i think it would be the perfect time to watch this right like you were in the middle of the fucking stand right? i think if i was gonna do Captain it I, the one i always put on my list is salem's law that's the one yeah. if i'm gonna waste three hours it's gonna be that one because that one i feel definitely has well, uh, awesome October too feel, which has made my one of my lists previously yeah. is there any movies and, and you don't have to talk about if it's going to spoil mm-hmm. this year but like you know every year you start off with like the the movie you're going to start at midnight october 1st is there a certain like tradition that you have i like uh tales from the dark side the movie like when i was uh, growing up that was like all right o- october 1st pop this baby in and away you go yeah, I, I definitely have. A, the Fog's a big one for me. It's a yeah. favorite of mine that I always try to get in early in the year. Um, th- yeah, I, there's certain movies I definitely always try to try to try to start off with. But um, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit more in our actual Shocktober episode. Um, anything else, or should we just jump into it? You wanted to talk about boost, booster juice, right? Oh yes, actually, uh, <laughs> if you guys are ever in the mall and you get like, hey, you know what I need? <laughs> we have a quick word from our sponsors right now. <laughs> Do they have a uh, pumpkin booster? Juice? I, I assume so. And you can find that at 158 we, locations. Why don't we the- just start talking about booster juice on here until they will give <laughs> yeah, exactly. give you guys some money? It's I, a delicious drink. 
Uh, nutritious every morning when i'm going to the mall for my speed walking with all my uh, older friends uh i get a booster juice and i notice it gives me the energy to keep on walking i've heard that if you drink booster juice you can't get covid so yeah it's kind of like the cure that and bleach <laughs> you put some bleach in the yeah. booster yeah. juice yeah. you're all set yeah, yeah, yeah. anyways yeah I, I think we should just jump into it let's keep this uh we like to keep this episode a little bit tighter because i know our shocktober is Tended, well, depending on how much we watch, which last year we all watched a lot Speaking of Speaking of droning movies, on, so. <laughs> you guys want to go on TV or movies? <laughs> um, who wants to start this off? Well, I guess we'll just start off with TV episodes. Yeah, I'm oh, okay with TV. I, I guess, um, so I've, I have the list in front of me from previous years. I'll just quickly run them down just yeah. so people, if people ask, well, why do you, how do you not have fucking Charlie Brown or Garfield Halloween on your list? It's probably because it's been covered a previous year so. Let me just start off with uh, Adams. Uh, he had number five. Again, I'm going to be really quick. We're not going to go through the plots of these. Go back and listen to our previous episodes. You got three, four years of Shocktober goodness to to dig into. So if we're not getting these episodes out quick enough, there's plenty more to listen to. So number five, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season six, Who Got D-Pregnant? Number four, New Girl, season three, Keaton. Number three, Bob's Burgers, season three, Full Bars, Number two, Community Season 2, Epidemiology. Yeah. And number one, Freaks and Geeks uh, from Season 1, Tricks and Treats. Yeah, I guess for Maddie and, and myself, I, I'm not even going to read it out because we've done this for three or four years now. There's a whole bunch we can't cover. But if it's one of your favorites, just assume it's because we covered it probably the first year. <laughs> Especially if it's Roseanne or The Simpsons. Yeah, the, the, all the Roseanne, the good Roseanne and Halloween uh, home improvement I got out the first or second year. So. <laughs> Uh, who wants to start this off? Uh, I guess I'll uh, jump in. Uh, speaking of freaks and geeks, I love that uh, idea of like being a bit too old to trick or treat, but still wanting to get one last number in. Uh, this TV show is pretty much a uh, sitcom version of what happens in Freaks and Geeks. It's the Goldbergs. Who are you going to telephone from 2013? This is a show I've never seen, but I keep thinking. Oh, you know, I it gotta, is fantastic. I got to check it it's out. It's what Freaks and Geeks in the 70s is doing in the 80s with a bit more of a um, uh, funnier bent. It's definitely like a throwback TV show. Like I feel like if you're not an 80s kid, you're probably not going to dig it as much as yeah. like every episode is like a throwback to Goonies or GI Joe figures or like Nintendo Ghost. But every episode is like to me, it's like the way yeah. I, I mean, we all are 80s kids, right? Yeah. So I think like you know, you it's definitely it. a show made for us. But I think if you're like younger or, or much older and that that was not your yeah. decade, you might not get the same. Kyle just looked at me it. like I was ancient. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm almost exactly a well, year older than you. Well, I, I don't know. You, I wasn't sure if you were like five giant years older. Gray or, beard and your Long gray hair, and I think your staff is pretty much what's doing it. Oh my goodness! We call you Bentley the White. Is what we I don't call know you if you could have been five years younger. You could have been five years yeah. older. I have no clue. I don't even know age. I don't even know my age anymore. I'm not even joking. Anytime someone asks me, I have to do the math. Like thirty-seven. Once you're past, are you still thirty-six? Aren't you? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Once you're past drinking age, it doesn't matter. You're That's just true. One year closer to death. But um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> on that fantastic note, uh, in the Goldbergs, oh, who you going to telephone? What's going to be is all the cautions from the eighties. Like he's like a Rubik's cube. He's a Ghostbusters. And one of the guys dressed up as like Rufus Rigno from uh, The Hulk. So it's just a fun little throwback to 80s trick-or-treating. Nice. You want to do number five there, buddy? Sure. I, so I've got a theme. Uh, these are all shows. Is it Halloween? It's Halloween <laughs> themed. And, and these are all shows that I have really liked, yep. but I haven't seen these episodes in a long time. Oh, so you went back? That I, I want to go back and I want to get... You know, I all of these I remember being awesome. Yeah, but I probably haven't seen like the earliest would be like oh I watched that four or five years ago, and some of them I haven't seen in maybe 
20. I was thinking like, yeah, like, oh, we do like two guys and a girl. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> or like a, the Drew Carey show? Uh, so numbers? my first one is a little bit more recent. It's uh, a <laughs> Raising Hope, a Happy oh. Halloween. So these are all programs that I, I feel like a lot of them are mm. underrated too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Raising Hope seems like the stupidest show in, in the world, but it's got um, one of the leads from Burning Bright, Kyle's favorite movie of oh, the decade. If, what, what, what? Was it The Tiger? It if you listen to our episode, <laughs> Burning uh, Bright is awesome. Um, and it, it's just a silly, Cloris Leachman's in it. it. It becomes like more cartoony and hilarious. Yeah, and the, this episode, I recall being like, everybody's dressed up, everyone's having a lot of fun, no one's taking it too serious. And again, another one of these kind of like throwback sitcomy type shows. Awesome. So that's my uh, number five. <laughs> you got a mouth full of pumpkin over there? He's a pumpkin man. Yeah. I'm eating my dinner, which is a <laughs> pumpkin spice muffin. That's so sad. <laughs> it's called dedication. The pumpkin spice muffins. <laughs> He's a pumpkin man. He's a pumpkin man. Um. I, I just I just want to ask: Is that um, is that a hospital show? No, uh, okay. Raising Hope is about a guy that gets this woman pregnant who, and she goes to jail. She's like, gets her pregnant just before she gets caught for all of these crimes, and then the family has to look after them, and they're kind of like these poor, hmm. kind of like. Very um, white trash. They're white, pretty white trashy, but they're also like heart of gold ah. sort of thing. It's uh, Martha Plimpton, who's was in a ton of movies in uh, the nineties, um, is the mom, and yeah, it's it's really it's like a nineties version of Shameless, essentially. It's uh, this is actually like only came out ten years ago. Oh, get out of here! Yeah, so it is like. 2010 to 2014. It seems like it's a 90s sitcom that would come on like after Due South. And it, it totally feels like yeah. that, except that it opens it up and they kind of get their own voice. Okay. Uh, I highly recommend this show. This is part of what I'm trying to oh, do yeah. well, is I, recommending shows. I'm going to watch a Halloween episode. Um, before I jump into mine, I wanted to, one thing I always like to ask. A, a caveat? Do you want to add like 10 that <laughs> you want to recommend? No, I'm, I'm, I, th- I think this is the first year I'm not going to cheat. I got okay. everything narrowed down. Um, just as when you guys put together your list, is there any mm-hmm. like, I know sometimes you guys throw out Halloween episodes that don't have necessarily a lot of Halloween, but it's mm-hmm. like you li- really like the show, so you go by that. It's more of like, I like that show, so I'll watch yeah. that. Whereas like, I'm usually like, this episode, even in, yeah. I may not watch the rest of the show, but this episode is full of costumes and trick or treating yeah. and decorations. Does that play a part when you make your picks? Uh, yeah, a little bit. This this list actually, my top five. There's only one show that I watch religiously. Well, not religiously, but a lot is the Goldberg. So everything else is just kind of ones I've watched the Halloween and fell in love with the TV show after the Halloween. And I'm kind of picking shows that I want to catch back up on. Yeah, that I, I guess what I'm asking if like. If I've never seen that show, but I want to really get Halloween episode, would that would that be a good? I I, I think this is like it's a lot of costumes. Like this isn't your most hated uh, Brook, Brooklyn Nine Nine <laughs> or or even The Office, right? Where I like the one Office really good. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, I think is th- I think those episodes are really fun. But yeah, I don't think they're Halloweeny. Mm-hmm. The first myself. one is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, similar to The Office. They they both got one, and then yeah. they kind of give a shout out, and then they move on. Um. Cool. Yeah, uh, I always try when I put together my list too, especially this year. I always try to find films or TV shows that have that fall feel. So sometimes there's you know something that is a really good horror movie or something, but if it doesn't have that hall that 
fall feel for me. Yeah. Um, this year, yeah, you'll see that not all these picks are, again, we've we extended it before. It used to be it had to actually be a Halloween episode. Now we've extended it to anything that would just work in October, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's horror related. So this episode does not take place on Halloween, but it's called Mon- from season one of Monsters, which is that it's an anthology series. It's kind of like the sequel to the Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. Oh, so very low budget. But that one, whereas that one, they would try to get good writers or whatever. This one, it's like good special effects guys. Who cares about the story of the directors? But let's have a really cool monster in each episode. So that can be good or bad. I mean, it's good because at least you do get a good, you know, cool monster or gore effects in it. But this episode was kind of fun. I just found out about it from 1989 called The Match Game. And what it is is these kids go to like a, a haunted house and they, they tell a story. And what you do is you, you strike a match and you have to start the story. It's a cool idea, actually. Yeah. And you have as much time until that match goes out. And then the next person strikes a match and they continue that story. Oh, that's actually a fun idea. And you, you pass it around. And as they're doing this, the, the ghost that they're talking about, the ghost that the, I guess the guy died that from the house that they're in, he, his zombie comes back and, and seeks revenge. Not really revenge, just seeks yeah. uh, death on the, these kids. So it stars uh, Ashley Lawrence from uh, Hellraiser is one of the, awesome. the teen kids and uh, Tori Spelling, an early oh, wow. Tori Spelling role. So yeah, I, I thought it was kind of fun. It just has that kind of fall vibe to me. You know, mm-hmm. when I think of fall, I think of like the, the a lot of the, the 80s shows would do that blue lighting and that, you know, nighttime and haunted house yeah. and lightning and stuff. And it's kind of fun too, because as the one guy's telling the story, things are happening so he'll mention lightning and then it goes on outside he mentions like a knock at the door and then a knock like it's like everything he's specifically saying it's it's happening so it's almost like he's bringing the story to life so yeah i I thought it was kind of a a fun one that would be good to watch in october awesome all right mine uh number four is a frazier room full of heroes oh yeah i really like this one it was a ton of fun they all dress up as like uh their heroes in life so he dresses up as like mark twain or some shit like that and like uh, his brother dresses up as his dad then proceeds to get drunk and uh, obnoxious. But why I really like this one is there was like a sub story where all the kids in the apartment building are scared of this old man crane. He's going to eat your brains. So it's him like chasing these kids around, trying to give them candy. And they're all like running from him because they think he's a monster. It's actually a fun, fun one with all the costumes. You guys, you kids in your Frasier. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite enjoyed that episode. I, I watched a couple of Frasiers last yeah. year and, and a couple of the Cheers ones and all of them. I was I was happy to have done that. Um, yeah, this year I'm going to get through. I picked up the complete series of Cheers, so I'm yeah, going like to try to get through all the Halloween episodes this month. So um, my next pick, uh, another show that is seems to kind of have gone under the radar, uh, Happy Endings, Spooky Endings. Uh, so Happy Endings, do you guys know this show? I know yeah. of it. I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Becky watched a lot of that. Or she watched the whole thing. I think it's only like one season or something, right? Three seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, again, one of these underrated shows, because I think it's it's almost like New Girl in a way where it's been marketed incorrectly. Yeah. Right? Like, both of them, I think, oh, this is kind of like Friends, and neither one of them are at all like Friends yeah. because they're way more kooky and, and weird and mm-hmm. strange. Especially as they kind of get going. Is it like uh, quirky, like uh, obnoxiously so? Like no, not at all. Okay, like the worst of New Girl. It sometimes would go into that, but even so, that that gets dried out real quickly. Yeah. In, in that, like after you get through maybe six episodes, yeah. where they kind of find their voice. This one always it starts a little too straight laced and a little too like oh we're trying to be like. You know, this guy's lost his girl, and the, and then all of a sudden they just blow it up. Um, and and this is an, an episode where 
half the episode is at this kind of warehouse party where everyone's dressed up and it's super Halloween. And the other half is the couple. Damon Williams Jr. is the one couple that's there and they're having to kind of like look after a house or something and not be part of the the fun and also as i recall a ton of jokes so this is one i haven't seen is the house haunted i don't believe the house is haunted but i also haven't seen it in a bunch of years so this is another one of these things where i feel like maybe this will be a way in to you know to make that episode again. a lot better Is there any way we could put a monster in this? (laughs) Directed by Fred Savage, by the way. Oh, Oh, snap. Who who has had quite a career directing The Office and It's Always Sunny. That's one of your years, Fred Savage, right? Yeah. Little Monsters, Fred Savage. Actually, just got Grinder, Fred Savage. How great is that show, by the way? That show is great. It is way better than like anyone gives it any credit for. Like it's it sucks it's, that it, it genius, only made one. Right? Yeah. yeah. Did Wonder Years have a Halloween episode? Hmm. Oh, snap. Um cool. We'll, we'll get back to you. Yeah. Okay. Number four. Uh so my, number four for me actually does take place on Halloween, but I admit it's not Halloween in your face, but it is a, <laughs> it's a horror one though. So this is uh, from season three of Night Gallery. It's called Fright Night. And um, it's about this uh, husband-wife. They inherit this house from their their uh, uncle, Z- Zachariah. And he was all into the cult and all that kind of stuff. Uh, worship, devil worship, uh, war- warlock, whatever. Um, anyways, there's a trunk up in the attic. And the, the only condition that's like you, can, you get this house and you inherit everything, but you just can't touch this trunk you can't move it you can't open it someone's gonna come uh pick it up for you and this trunk just kind of like possesses them and haunts them the husband starts kind of going crazy and both of them are like getting angry it's almost like the shining where they're starting to like get get angry at each other and like he almost like gets a boiling pot of uh milk and dumps it down her throat and like he's just like he's just getting all these nightmare visions, and you're getting that cool because this is the '70s. You're getting that cool like visuals where they would kind of superimpose the colors on the screen, and you know it's just very cool. And there's yeah, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but um, there's a fun the the ending. You find out that this is taking place on Halloween, and of course, Night Gallery is a fun little shock ending. But yeah, yeah. it was just it, it, even without the Halloween being there, it's just a really cool haunted house. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, episode. So, yeah, uh, and I, they just do really cool things with the camera, too. Like, there's, like, a painting of the uncle there, and they zoom in on his eyes, and the shadow's all around. It's just, like, his eyes are watching you, and just right. just a lot of cool camera tricks. Again, it shows, like, I love all those old 70s shows because yeah. they were just so well done. Um, number three for me, uh, speaking of 70s shows, from 1974, Happy Days, Haunted. What's great about this is like they're having this Halloween party, I guess, at uh, Arnold's. And uh, with the, I guess, the ga- tough gangs, I guess the guy's name's Mud or something like that, <laughs> comes in and he's like, hey, this is a party for babies. You could have it at uh, the old Anderson house. And he's like, oh, I don't know. So him and his uh, little sister go and check it out. And it's like, he swears he sees a headless ghost in there. Oh, wow. And then uh, they end up having the party there and just like hijinks and so and. Yeah, it's yeah, because awesome. he's a, he's like the, everyone thinks he's the wuss, and yeah. they all enjoy scaring him. And mm-hmm. yeah, that, I think that was that made one of my previous. Yeah, lists. It, it, that's it, a, it's such a fun episode. Yeah, we don't care about your previous list, man. <laughs> yeah, living it now, man. Twenty twenty. <laughs> so my number three is Bobby's World: The Night of the Living Pumpkin. <laughs> How much fun is this, by the way? I'm trying to remember, yeah. but I remember this being a ton of fun. Bobby can't go out trick-or-treating, and then him and Uncle Ted- They make like a little haunted, haunted house, house, and Uncle Ted is 
basically running a scam. That's yeah. kind of what I remember. Yep. That show, I, I rewatched that one like last year, the year before. Yeah. It it didn't <laughs> didn't hold up for me as well. But oh, I, no. I loved it. Yeah, it's one of those shows that I, is just kind of like annoying now. I find. Oh, yeah. Whereas like you know some of those other ones like Life with Louie and stuff mm-hmm. still holds up for me. That show was awesome. But so weird that Life with Louie holds <laughs> yeah. up, but Bobby's World doesn't. Yeah. Well, because Life with Louie was yeah, it's kind of more like Christmas story. Like it would kind of take these stories and you could kind of relate to it. Whereas Bobby's World's more about like Howie Mandel doing the little kid voice and. I don't know. Uh, again, haven't seen it in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thirty years, so yeah. watch it. But I, but I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I went through a bunch of like trying to find. I think one of these. I think it was last year. I was trying to find like these maybe these hidden eighties cartoon ones or nineties cartoons, and I went through like a bunch of them. And that that was one because I was excited too. And yeah, it was one of the ones that I did struggle with. But yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe you had more attachment to Bobby's, Bobby's world. world. Whereas Howie I, Mandel, I was uh, Life with Louis. All right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right is, is right. <laughs> oh, you got the snow in my ear. Um, I love that show. I think I was going like Louie. Yeah, that's the dad. Let's just do Louie. Let's just <laughs> yeah, read. Yeah, yeah. Let's do a is live, there, a live reading. You, you could read number three in your Louie voice. <laughs> Let's do a live reading of a Life with Louie episode. Um, so I, I just realized that this is not on purpose, but I picked mostly, other than one pick, these are all from horror anthology shows. Uh-oh. So my number three is um, something that uh, Adam would have watched in the past year or two. The pilot episode for Tales oh, from the Dark oh, Side. Two years ago. Yeah. Great episode. Uh, from 1983. Um, I mean, this is a show that struggled with money. And like, I think they've all talked about, George Romero's talked about a lot of them. They're like, there is no money to make the show. So they were restricted to like one location. They had no budget for effects. Mm. But they, they were some cool ideas. I mean, it's unfortunate. This is, I would love to see like this story taken and redone with like a bigger budget. But. This, this has got to be one of the ones that have the bigger budget. Yeah, yeah, I think Tom Savini did the effects for this, I believe, or did he write directed it? it maybe. No. no oh no, no. Romero. Romero wrote it, yeah. but I feel like Tom Savini made, might have did the effects. I could be wrong about this, but anyways, it's about this rich tycoon of the town. Uh, pretty much everyone in the town owes him. He has a stack of IOUs, and what he does is every year he puts on a haunted house. And lets the kids of the the townspeople go through, and if the kid he hides the IOU somewhere in the house, and if the kids can find it, then their parents are free of debt. Um, but of course, he has all this stuff there to scare him, and he gets off. He gets his kicks off, and there's some dark stuff. Like the one dad's like, you know, he's talking to the dad. He's like, hey, "So is your son ready?" And he's like, "Yeah, I beat him." I, like he pretty much says he beat him, so he's not gonna be afraid of anything. And there, there's some kind of there's some messed up stuff in there, but. Um, yeah, it's got some. It's got a really cool looking witch in there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the ending necessarily pays off. It just kind of like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just such a fun idea of this this guy that getting his kicks off scaring kids mm-hmm. and you know hiding this. I, I would again. I, I think I would love to see this redone. I think some of these um, stories I think would be fun to there see. There was definitely like some time you go. That's a good story, but holy fuck, is this terrible? Yeah. Like the execution was. It's a show by the end where I was like, okay, yeah. I don't think I can do much more. Yeah. Of this. I think you got further. I only actually got through season one. I have the the whole complete series, but I, there are some gems. Like the Halloween, there's another Halloween episode that um, maybe that's when Tom Savini directed called Halloween Candy. That's almost like oh, they a, come to the door. a pre Sam yeah. trick yeah. or treat where it's like a, this yeah, like a little monster yeah run through. But anyways, um, yeah, 
that that honestly that pilot episode set me up for what I thought was going to be a much better show. Yeah, it doesn't help either that the DVDs are like I guess only video masters exist, so the DVDs are even shit quality, and that's the best you can see. Like I know I'm not saying that the stories and budget are terrible that it wouldn't help it, but sometimes I find like watching something that's really clear as opposed to an old VHS almost master can help as well. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's it yeah overall the show is not great, but there are some gems. And I this do is love the the intro. Yeah, it, it's there is. A dark side. Wow. Um, cool. Maddie, your number? Uh, my number two, I don't know if you guys are going to give it to me, is more of a documentary, but it took place on the History Channel called The uh, Real Story of Halloween from 2010. What's great about this is it goes into the history of Halloween, how it came from like uh, Ireland. They used to carve like uh, turnips and shit like that. But it's interspliced with these great, uh, what's that called? Um, images when they go back and forth between the things like well it's got Halloween clips of like night. the old cartoons you and movies and it. stuff too yeah and I, all the uh, pictures of the old like dances and whatnot they used to have in the uh costumes and um with irish people movies. yeah well it, it goes throughout the entire thing it's not just the irish uh you know I, that is a fun special i always yeah. try to watch that every couple years myself i enjoy it and it's kind of fun to learn about the history of it all too cool um so this is the show tales from the dark side has been the just before we go to bed Every Halloween, pop it on. Watch, watch one of those. And this year, I think my wife and I, Tammy, are going to watch Grimm. Uh, so my pick, mm-hmm. is, which have you guys ever watched Grimm? No, no. I, I've seen some stuff looks cool. Some stuff I don't know. It's a show that seems that I should hate. Is it? Is but it I fully, really like. Is it a lot of horror though? It almost seems like it's more fantasy with horror once in a while. It depends on probably the episode, how far down it goes. But it's about the Grimm stories, but they're monsters. Basically, the reason why all these Grimm fairy tales exist is all of these creatures are real. They're just hidden from the public. Okay. So, and there's Grimm's that go and kill all these monsters. And the one guy, and it's passed down through generations. And the one guy, he's a cop, he finds out that he's He's a Grimm. Grimm. And he goes out to kill. This, this sounds terrible, right? Like it sounds yeah, awful. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know why we ended up giving it any shot at all. And um, it creates a great kind of mythology and world. And all of the monster effects, like they're pretty well done for a TV show. Okay. And this episode actually is like their Halloween episode, La Rona, is not as kind of monster specific like everything else in the yeah. show it's a ghost it's a ghost yeah story. the mex is that Sp- mexican spanish i the curse of like they did movies yeah yes they just came out this year right the and she comes and gets the 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 children Babies, yeah and, and uh actually this one's pretty like there's some spooky yeah. stuff in in this it, it'll be interesting going through this because i remember a bunch of them it's like oh they're in the dark woods and they're going to like I think you should watch that show because then the ones that aren't fully horror, I can challenge you for to try to <laughs> try to get my throne back. <laughs> I, I feel like it's also just like a great. It well, always seems like it's fall. It's the, in Portland. Is it, oh, is it La Rona is the name of this episode? La Rona, yeah. yeah. S- season two, Portland, a lot of hipsters, and I. Well, there, yeah, there's probably, <laughs> uh, but they they became such a. Um, I think at first they just were like, oh, we'll shoot in Portland. It'll be a little yeah. bit cheaper, and Portland's kind of having a thing. But as they go along, it became such a part of that city. It's it's a really interesting show that shouldn't have worked. No, I, I have heard decent things about it, to be honest. It's something like I've like, I would maybe watch that one day. I think it's one of the better genre shows of the last, you know, 
two decades. It's on like, is it on CW, one of those teen? No, I think it was on, I think it was an NBC show. Okay. Yeah, Grimm was an NBC show. Cool. Anyways, that's my number two. And that's their Halloween episode. Um, this is an episode that I feel like I mention as an honorable mention as a cheat every year and I never put on my list, so I'm finally putting on season two of Millennium, The Curse of Frank Black from 1997. Oh. This has never made your list? No. I feel it has several times. No. Okay. I think I always cheat. Uh, There's two Millenniums. They're both awesome. I think yeah. I always, like, they're just shy of making my list, yeah. which is embarrassing because they're both great episodes. But if you haven't seen this episode, it's such, like, I don't even know how to describe it. There's not even that much plot, but it just has this ominous, like, dread throughout. And it's just, like, the, the score is so fucking good. Mm. Like, he sees, like, a weird shadow, some demon thing watching him. And it's just, like, it's just him going on a date. But there's not a lot happens. Like, he takes his child out trick-or-treating. He's getting a flashback to when he went trick-or-treating to uh, this house that everyone thought was haunted. And there's a soldier there. And he's talking about how this is a night where ghosts can come out. And he's hoping to see his you know, his friends had died during the war and the kid says, well, ghosts don't exist. And then there's this whole thing and that plays a part later on. He goes to his old house where the end of last season, someone gets killed or something. So now his old house has kind of become the haunted house of the, uh, of the neighborhood mm-hmm. and kids are like egging that and telling ghost stories there. And he goes in there. So it's just him going out through this day. And he's also seen these numbers and these letters throughout the day, like on just weird, like he sees it on a letter here. He sees it in the background here and it all kind of like adds up and it's something. And it, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but it's just one of those episodes where like not, not a lot happens, but it's, there's something about this episode. There's it's just presence. fantastic. I think it won possibly some awards. Like, I think yeah. it's considered one of the best episodes of the show. I think you could enjoy it not really knowing much about the show. It's just, just, yeah, it's just hard to describe, but it's just like perfection, I think, when it comes to just an episode that just works on. How many seasons alone. did the show run? Three. So the, the first mm-hmm. season was like more serial killers and really fucking really dark. They're trying to be different than the X-Files. And that was almost too dark for some people. So season two, they kind of had a little bit more fun with like stuff like this. There's another episode where like demons are sitting around a table talking, which is great. They kind of would added a little bit of fantasy elements, but still kept it kind of dark. And then and it ends on this big cliffhanger. It's almost like it's perfect. And then they decide to do a season three and then season three sucked. And I don't think they got to finish it. So, but the first two seasons are worth watching for sure. They're some of the best TV out there, in my opinion. I'm pretty sure I saw both season one and two, but never saw the third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not completely like it, it's watchable, but it's definitely a big drop. Like I think season two is the best one. I think that's kind of the they perfected the mix of the serial killer, but still having a little bit of fantasy and fun, like the X Files. Where season one is almost just like too dark and depressing. Like every episode ends with like you slitting your wrist and shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a great episode. It's probably one of the best Halloween episodes, like I said, just on atmosphere alone. Awesome. Maddie, you're number one. My number one is from 1972. A show that was originally called The Festival of Family Classics. It's a ranking and base number called Jack O'Lantern. Mm-hmm. I found this last year. It is awesome, man. These kids go up to their uh, grandfather's farm, and they f- it's having a hard time uh, growing crops. So he's like, oh, you know what? The crows are eating all the f- seeds, so let's make a scarecrow. As they're making a scarecrow, they accidentally uh, carve like a jack-o'-lantern into a pumpkin, who's a uh, leprechaun from Ireland who uh, got turned into a pumpkin so he could sleep well. And the guy's like, all right, I'll tell you what. I know what's happening to your field. It's a bunch of witches and ghosts and goblins that are ruining your field. So if you'll let me sleep after this, I'll help you take care of these witches. 
And it is so much fun, man. Like, there's like a talking ox. There's like sheep who are like helping him out. Rankin and Bass did a lot of fucking drugs, man. Oh, dude, <laughs> it is awesome. You're going to love it. Have you seen this or no? No, I want to. It sounds really cool. Dude, you are going to love it. It's yeah. on YouTube. Like, you can find it, and it is so much yeah, fun. I remember seeing it as it. a kid. Yeah. I, I don't remember it at all. So, yeah, yeah no, neither did I. Like, it. I found it just after I'm scanning. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Hey, your kids might even like it, man. Yeah. Like, Number one, Adam. Number one for me is uh, one of my favorite shows from the 90s, Northern Exposure, <laughs> Jules A. Joel. I was actually this close to making fun of Northern Exposure. <laughs> when you were talking about Raising Hope, I said do South instead of <laughs> Northern Exposure. Very similar yeah. in terms of era. and uh, uh, So this is a show... So why I thought of this was there was like a new set that had been put together. The old sets were always a lot of money, and I saw it for 40 bucks, but it was DVD, and I'm like, fuck, man, yeah. this will never come out on Blu-ray. Just buy the DVD. I think there is a Blu-ray, but it's in another country. <laughs> right. <laughs> Weird, right? <laughs> um, so, and then I didn't, and now it's $110. Uh, yeah, you, you, you got to strike that shit when it happens, man. I, I do that so many times. I pass, and then it... Like Cheers, I missed out on, and I finally got that a good deal. But that's like, yeah, you you got to get strike the gold when it's. I, I always really really like this show, especially the f- the first couple years, um, which I believe this is either I think this is year one or two. I can't remember now. Anyways, it's Halloween in Alaska in Sicily, where there where this Doctor Joel is is having to to work, and a devil shows up at his door, like all dressed up. It's a person, and the next thing he knows, he's knocked out. Is this Jules A. Joel? J- Jules A. Joel. So it's from season three, by the oh, way. Oh, season from ninety one for if people want to find it. Um, wow, that seems so much early. I yeah, guess right? I guess like the first few seasons they all they all work together and then he kind of leaves for a bit and and then kind of gets weird but anyways um and it almost turns into you know his his twin brother comes that no one's ever heard of before and he's doing like kind of like doing the things he wishes he was doing um and I, it, I, I remember just... I love this 90s trope, right? Like, who's that guy from uh, uh, Uncle Jesse's uncle from uh, Full House? <laughs> right. Now, there's a twist with this one. Okay. Um, that that kind of goes back and you, you ends up back on Halloween Day. Um, so I remember this being a lot of fun. I, I really want to see this this year. I wish I'd bought the whole set yeah. so I could just throw it on and get back into the show. I'm really disappointed in myself. But uh, underrated show. It's never going to be Twin Peaks where it's like, oh, you rewrote the history of television. It's yeah. just, it was on, they basically started, I think, at the same, same time. time. Both were kind of unexpected hits, but this one was not as groundbreaking. But at the same time, it kind of was. So that's my pick. Okay. Cool. Wait till like Christmas time usually is when those go on sale again, all the season sets. Uh, my number one is. From season one of Amazing Stories, 1985, called Mummy Daddy. Have you guys seen Amazing Stories? Ever watched that? I love no. this. It's, it's, it's an it's anthology. so good. Steven Spielberg put it out. Mm-hmm. I think it only lasted two seasons. I think it's one of those ones where like it was costing too, too much to make. Yeah. This is a show where the episodes look like movies. I had a Christmas it's episode uh, on my recommendations, I believe, last yeah. year. That's fantastic. But like the production values, cinematography, everything looks. They get big, big directors, big name actors. Yeah, I remember I saw one of these uh, amazing stories where uh, if a guy looks into a mirror, he sees someone trying to uh, kill him. 
So as he's like, every time he looks in the mirror, like he's like, someone's in the background. It, it is fantastic. Yeah, I'm gonna try to watch it, that in it October. Turns out that like the uh, guy, the villain who was like in the mirror, was Tim Robbins. I was oh, watching wow. this and like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. Uh, Hell to pay is from this series. There's a good yeah. one uh, with Gregory Hines where like he's a psychic and he's doing a show and he sees that the killer. It's kind of like Deep Red actually. The yeah. killers in the audience. So it's a lot of great. It's one of those anthology series, though. It's not all horror. It was a yeah. bit of everything. Like, there's a well, it's one where like a woman who is like growing the best pumpkin, and it's her trying to get the pumpkin to the uh, fair on time, and it just doesn't is work that, out. For yeah, her. I don't know about that yeah. one, but there is. It, it definitely was a mix. I know that the big famous one where Kevin Costner is a war pilot and his plane's oh, going down or something. He's a cartoonist yeah. and he draws it to us. Whatever. Anyways, th- there is yeah. a lot of good horror related ones, but this one is uh, this one. It's just so much fun. Um, this it's about. Um, it actually stars um, Bronson uh, Pin- Pincho. Yeah, Balky. <laughs> Belky, huh. uh, Brian James, the bad guy in like Tangle and Cash and stuff like that. Just awesome. there's actually a lot of recognizable faces that you'll be like, oh, it's that guy and that guy yeah. and that guy. But anyways, the the plot of the the story is they're actually filming a horror film and he's a mummy and he finds out his wife's um, uh, going into labor. So he jumps into his car and drives still oh, all in makeup. Yeah. And they're like, hey, wait, we can get you a car, you know. Um, but he, he's just rushing out because he's freaking out. And, of course, his car breaks down. And they happen to be filming in the, the town where there is, like, this real story of this mummy. Mm-hmm. So the, the townspeople mistake him to be the mummy come back to life. <laughs> and then so they're chasing him with literally with, like, the, the torches and the pitchforks in the car. And they're all after him. And it's just, like, there's just a lot of fun gags. And it's just, it's so awesome. And then on top of that, th- there's, like, a little homage to Frankenstein where he ends up in this, bl- this homeless blind guy's hut. But then the the blind guy actually has the real mummy hidden away, so the real mummy comes to life. Oh, so there's awesome. a real mummy, and then there's this guy thereafter, and it's just this bunch of hijinks and gags, and it's just so much fun. And the mummy, like again, the production values on this was so high; the whole thing looks like a film. The mummy is like one of the best mummy designs mm. I've I've seen ever on any TV or film show. And yeah, it's just it's just so much damn fun. And and again, it's like one of those ones where like every characters like a, it's a who's who of those like b yeah. kind of actors that you know never lead the 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 shows but they're always you know you recognize them so yeah i totally recommend this one and i think it's one you could watch with kids too like there's nothing the i don't think that's i think there's a couple couple maybe scary mm. scary that i can't top top <laughs> <laughs> he's a topper he can't top a man <laughs> i think there's a couple scary moments in there but i think uh, for the most part it would would definitely be fine but yeah it's just it's so much fun i did yeah the, the show man it's it's pretty great it's, it's a shame that it only lasts and only one season's ever made it to dvd i guess people yeah. don't know or care about it but like steven spielberg produced this shit like get this on dvd yeah um but yeah i i highly recommend it Dun, 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 dun. Well, cool. Is... So that's our number one. We got Northern Exposure. We got American Stories, and we got Ranking a Base Jack O' Lantern. Ranking a Base Jack O' Jack O'Lane. Jacko. Um, cool. Let's uh, let's just move on to the movies and let's waste no time. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to go uh, first for number ten? You go, Manny. Let's uh, just we, keep we, the order. Ball rolling. All right. My number ten from nineteen eighty-five. It's not really a Halloween movie per se, but this movie has atmosphere. It has a bunch of fun uh, zombies coming to life. It has gags. It has uh, probably one of the funnest scientists I've seen in a while. It's called The Reanimator. Oh, yeah. It is awesome. It just reeks of atmosphere. There is a science lab in the basement of this uh, abandoned house. There is a, what's that called, where the slabs are in a morgue. 
I guess it's just that. It's just a morgue yeah. that just is filled with fog. There's one scene where all these bodies are falling out of the slabs and coming to life. Animals it's coming awesome. back. And, yeah, is. there's definitely a lot of fun gags in there. This I watched this for the first time last October. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was definitely one that held up its status as a classic. Right. It's really great. Cool. Um, my number 10 is kind of a cheat. It, just like last year. It's something, uh, there's a theme of mine. These are all, all, uh, Macaulay Culkin movies, <laughs> all Macaulay Culkin movies that I've recently added to my collection. Yeah, the, good, the good son would count. They're all, all stuff that's like definitely added to, been added to my collection. And I'm keeping a theme here because I, I think I've done this every year where my number 10 is Halloween three. Nice. Nice. Season of the witch. Um, I have not seen this. It's a recommendation because of how much has been recommended to me, and it'd be one of the guaranteed watches for me. Awesome. Yeah. Now, the first Halloween, which I had seen years and years ago, and then but barely remembered, and I watched two years ago, definitely held up. Yep. Halloween two. Halloween two is not very good. It's like a Halloween, but with like a gasoline and it's. I stains. like Halloween and two, and I hate Halloween two. There's definitely yeah. things it, it, it drags and it's. Dull at times, but there's a lot of things I like about it too. But yeah, Halloween three is a masterpiece. It's one of my mm. I, one of my favorite movies of all time. Not just horror. One of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I'm curious whether you'll like it or not. It, it's not for everyone. It's like a strange. I don't know if I want <laughs> you to hate this movie just so we can argue about it. To be quite honest with you. <laughs> Well, it's a film everyone hated for the yeah. longest time because it didn't have Michael Myers. And then once people accepted it and you kind of look at it more as like an almost Twilight Zone-esque yeah. episode, I, I think it's fun. And it's just it's just so strange and out there and different, I think. Yeah, way like more it. interesting than any of the Halloween movies that like preceded it. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's one of those films that like Halloween was always one of my favorites. And it's like... Mm-hmm. It's like tied, if not surpassing, Halloween now for me, just because I guess maybe I've seen Halloween so much and, and that slasher formula has been done to death. But like, there's not too many films like Halloween 3. Yeah. And I also think it has one of the best scores of all time. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. It will be probably, you know, the day before or on Halloween as, yeah. Uh, yeah. as I've done the last two. So it'll be later in October, but I will definitely be watching. I'm kind of worried that we're going to overhype it. I just, I don't know if it's your style of film, but I hope that you'll at least get something out of it. You know, the score, hopefully you'll at least appreciate or the, uh, the atmosphere, but it is, it is a weird one. Uh, cool. Uh, my number 10 is a film I found out about last year and really dug from 1972, a gothic British film called The Asphyx. Uh, this is uh, the one where um, this parapsychological um, scientist, I guess, um, he, they take pictures on, oh, when yeah, people yeah, die yeah. and they Has see an like, ass fetish. Yeah. I remember yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> the ass fetish. Needs, needs that ass fix. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what it's called, though. I, I, had, I looked up, is it pronounced afix or whatever, but it is, they, they pronounce it ass fix. Ass fix. Anyways, A S P H Y X. But anyway, so they take pictures when people die and they see these little blobs and they think, oh, that's the soul escaping. But anyways, there's an accident. I'm not spoiling too much. This all happens in the beginning. His wife and son are killed while they're filming like a little home movie. And he goes through the footage and sees and realizes that, that that's not the soul leaving. That's something going in and taking their soul. It's like the Grim Reaper. And he also comes up, I don't want to get too much into it because it's, it's kind of complicated, but he, he finds a way that he can actually with um, a picture, with a camera, he can freeze the, this Grim Reaper and capture it. And by doing that, then the person, like if I capture your Grim Reaper when you're about to die, you you're can't immortal? die now. 
you're you're pretty much immortal. And but the cool thing is that there's obviously things don't always go right, and they're trying to do it because the only way to get that though is you have to almost be on death's uh, bed. Way. So like things go wrong where you know you're gonna almost die. So I take the picture, but maybe something happens and you do die. Yeah. You know. It's just a lot of fun. The ghosts just have that. I love the look of the ghosts. It's like back then where they would kind of like superimpose like that, the image over. Yeah. And it's like this creature, this blue kind of, it's just, it's fantastic looking. And yeah, it's just really cool uh, story and a, just a great atmospheric. I, I love gothic horror. When I think of Halloween, October, I think of gothic horror. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this one was just full of surprises in the ending and everything about it just worked for me. I, I didn't really have too many complaints about it. So I hi- highly recommend it. I feel like this is kind of under the radar. I don't hear enough people talking Talk about, about it. getting and, their ass fixed. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, but that's a different kind of movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. th- that one is like number two on Amazon yeah. for the triple X selection. But um, yeah. Actually, speaking of getting an ass fix, uh, my number nine is from 1972, Tombs of the Blind Dead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this movie just reeks of atmosphere. It's got the uh, Spanish castles. It's got a uh, blind Knights Templar in it. It's got like weird lesbian sex scenes. It is awesome. Colorful, man. too, like the yeah. Italian Argento and Baba. They, they know how to make a movie, man. It is so much fun. It just a uh, visual treat. I'm so glad I actually was so yeah. close to putting one of the Blind Dead yeah. series. I think that's another one. I think it's one of the best series of horror out there. Yeah. All four films are worth a watch, and I don't hear enough people talk about them. And, and the, if you can get the DVD in the coffin, it's one of the coolest oh, DVD awesome. sets. All of them are great. Yeah, part two is almost like... A Night of the Living Dead, where they're trapped in uh, the houses with the blind dead yeah. attacking them. Return of the Blind Dead. Yeah, and then Ghost Galleon isn't as good, but it's really cool atmosphere yeah. where it's them on a, a like a pirate ghost ship. Yeah, and then Part Four, I forget what that one is, but it's really good as well. Yeah, that's a series like I don't all, think I've all seen of them part are worth actually. Uh, I, I recommend checking them yeah. all out. It they're all good. Awesome. Three's the weakest, and like it's still a good film yeah. for atmosphere alone. So yeah, that's a great pick. My uh, number nine is, uh, I guess this is kind of a cheat, but it's uh, Friday the 13th, and I'm going to watch them all. Oh, you're going to do like the entire... Uh... So nice. I nice. think I've only ever seen the first two. Oh, awesome. Well, you now, are in you, for a Did treat. you pick up that Blu-ray set? I did pick up the Blu-ray set. That's the theme. These are all things oh, I picked Oh, you up. got the one, that the previous one though, right? The like one you, to eight? Because they're actually Scream Factory is releasing this huge, like... I don't even know how many discs. I spent a lot of money on this. Yeah, it, it comes out October thirteenth. Yeah. I pre No, I got the previous yeah, yeah, one yeah. last year. So probably I, better to start off with that. I think I'm probably going to do like the uh, run as well. I might, uh, so let me know when yeah. you start doing it. If you wait to the thirteenth, I might uh, join you. All right, maybe I will as well. Yeah, because that'd be kind of fun. We can all go down. I've it. seen them all. Uh, yeah, so course. many times. Yeah. I love them all. So sorry, you said you haven't seen them since or or never. I think I've only oh. seen the first two. Oh wow. Oh, you are in for a treat, baby. Yeah, they're they're fun. Hopefully you'll get you'll get a kick out of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested. And I haven't seen the first two since I was. A I think teenager. the first two are great movies. Mm-hmm. Four and six are really fun, and then the other ones are eh. worth a watch. They're the, still, it's one of the few series of like part six is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, parts. <laughs> some people could argue like part six is maybe my second favorite. Yeah, part six is awesome. Like, what other series can Seven's you say that? Maybe like a James yeah. Bond. Two is one of the first like. horror movies I think I ever saw. Yeah, like two is and, really, good. but definitely the first slasher I ever. saw. I was surprised actually rewatching one and two last. I think it was last year I went through them all. That like how well directed that is. There's a lot of like long takes and tracking shots and oh, stuff. Yeah. That, like for for that type of filming, I mean, you don't normally see that because mm-hmm. doing a five minute 
one take scene that's that's a lot of effort for a slasher movie if you fuck up you're doing that all again usually they're like you get two takes and that's it (laughs) so yeah that'll be fun that's cool um my number nine is not a halloween film but it sure as hell feels like one it's set on new year's eve or new year's day but they're all in costume they're having a new year's party all in costume well well from 1980 starring jamie lee curtis and david copperfield actually um terror train this movie's a lot of fun um it it opens up your standard slasher where a prank goes wrong and the killer comes back years later and someone's knocking the people off on the train but you don't know who because every time he kills someone he steals their costume so people don't realize and the first person he kills is someone wearing a groucho marx how great is that uh, outfit which is a lot of fun um um, yeah, it's just, and David Copperfield's in there doing magic yeah, tricks. it's awesome. It's it's a, just a really fun, this is, again, one of my favorite slasher films, mm-hmm. and I know it's not for everyone. It's Some people feel it's a bit slow. I don't know. I just love it. I and like just the that, slow burn, too. And yeah, it's got the right- awesome about, as, like, the, about uh, I love the pranks gone wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's such a cool concept because we're all stuck on this train. You mm-hmm. can't leave. How much like Turner and Hooch is it like? I would um, say about 70%. Because yeah. the same director. I, yeah. I feel like he's yeah. an auteur. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just got the new, because um, Scream Factory releases previously, but uh, Scorpion just released a new Blu-ray, so I'm excited to- uh, all right. You're talking about one. Turner and Hooch now, right? <laughs> yeah, what else would we I be wish. talking about? <laughs> I need Turner and Hooch on Blu-ray, actually. <laughs> Uh, Maddie, your number eight. My number eight is from a 1985 the werewolf movie, a Stephen King adaptation, A Silver Bullet. Oh, nice. I love the uh, sleepy town. I love the uh, atmosphere of this. It takes place on Halloween. I was thinking about this. Oh, it takes place on Halloween. I eh? believe it is like like a oh, Halloween huh. film. Yeah, and it's a fun fall weather. So they're in like the uh, corn husks and kind of deal. Are you looking it up to see if it is on Halloween? Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, because I would add that to my list maybe. If it... But anyways, I like Corey Haim. Uh, who is a crazy guy? Gary Busey. Is he a crazy uncle who makes him a gas-powered uh, wheelchair? So he's playing against type. Yeah, he plays the uh, crazy uncle. He's usually the lawyer, isn't he? Yeah, he's usually movies? like the, the kind of mild-mannered. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. The climax takes place on Halloween. Interesting. There you go. Cool. That's just a sex scene, though. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing it wolfy style. Cool, great pick. Uh, another one, actually, that Scream Factory just put out on oh, yeah? Blu-ray. So uh, my number eight, I've, I kind of have gone a little bit Criterion Collection crazy over the last <laughs> year, where whenever there's a sale, you, you and buy. there seems to be more sales this year, and Kyle found some guy that was getting rid of this crazy collection. Yeah, and I picked up a couple of those myself. I think that's where I got The Innocence, which I'm going to try to watch this year. Um, Hopefully I'm not spoiling my pick. <laughs> Sorry, I just winked at him. Uh, so that's not my pick right now, but uh, or is it? <laughs> Number eight, The Innocents. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, uh, that's weird. Um, so did you get it from that guy, or maybe I got mine from a different place? No, I, I, just, I believe that's one of the first I got from the, the okay. big sale, okay. the fifty percent off sale that happened last year. Because yeah, I, I have that in my watch list too. I just. I got that some uh, somewhere. I don't know. Um, I love this. This is like a classic, a haunted house movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what year? Sixty one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's nineteen sixty one. Jack Clayton uh, nice. is the director. I just I love the uncertainty. I feel like this is the, a template for so many movies in terms of atmosphere. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch this again. I have. I think I originally saw it about a decade ago. Yeah, I haven't seen this, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've like, never seen it either. Look, I'm really yeah. excited to go through it, yeah. A rare pick of mine that yeah. you guys haven't seen. Cool. Yeah, I will. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll we can all watch it, it this year. And uh, 
We should get a projector going in here. Then we can social distance. Oh, that'd be so good. Ooh. I don't know if you're serious. If that's a good idea. <laughs> We've done it before. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have a projector, right? I don't. Oh. I would borrow one for Bill Murray nights. So uh-huh. we're we're in a, a in, in my studio, and for a while, this was headquarters of Bill Murray night that happens every December twenty third. For the last, it'll be nineteen this year. Holy moly! Hopefully, so Bill Murray night is old enough to drink. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to happen this mm. year. We'll have to we'll have to zoom it. Bill Murray COVID. I would love to see some Roseanne on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously though. Um, my number eight from 1985, directed by Larry Cohen, The Stuff. Oh, I feel like this so kind good. of fits Halloween candy, even though it's yeah. more about this gooey kind of ice cream yogurt, like a fluffernutter stuff. Uh, yeah, exactly. It is kind of like almost a marshmallow. Um, this film, I just remember being a lot of fun. I have the Arrow Blu-ray, so I'm excited to revisit it. The special effects are really cool. Just how like it pops out and throws people against the wall and eats away people and heads like fall into themselves or whatever. But yeah, it's it's pretty much these guys find this white goo coming out of the ground and they find that it tastes good and is addictive and they <laughs> it takes over ice cream and everyone's buying it and it's like this new thing and you find out that you know they're it's not it's not good. Uh, this is on my list. I really want to watch this one. Um, and it stars Michael Mor- Mori- Mori- Moriarty. He pretty Mori- much did a lot of like the Cohen movies. Yeah, him he? and Cohen. Uh, apparently, he was difficult to work with, but him and Cohen got along great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's it's. I just remember it being a lot of fun. And he's uh, the Maddie of uh, of Larry Cohen's world. Yeah, yeah. charming and yeah. everyone loves right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everyone yeah, who matters. <laughs> totally recommend it. Who's a comedian in that? Garrett Morris. The guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're in number seven uh, from 1964. It takes place, I guess, in ah, uh, yes, Spain. Uh, They're gonna say space. Yes, yeah, space. The Mask of Red Death. Oh yeah, Christ. this movie is awesome. It drifts atmosphere. It takes place in like castle walls and like the Spanish countryside. That just looks amazing. Well, it's kind they of fitting because it's doing. during the uh, you got it the black you got plague, it. Uh, and it's awesome when they actually just burn the village because uh, when the girl has like the uh, red uh, death on her, mm-hmm. you just burn the entire village down. It just looks awesome, man. This is like considered one of Vincent Price's best films. And I, I mm-hmm. every time I watch it, I just, it doesn't click with me. Oh, I love this movie. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I love everything else he did. And mm-hmm. I appreciate like it's a beautiful looking film, but it just, just doesn't do it for you, eh? Yeah, I, I just I don't know what's wrong with it. What's wrong with me? I just yeah, it's probably this is the the Halloween hipster coming out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. this actually might be like probably my second favorite Vincent Price movie. Yeah, what would be number one? Uh, the first one would be House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, that movie's awesome. I'm a Doctor Fibes guy. Yeah, myself. that is and probably House of, Wax. House, yeah, of Wax. House of Wax. Probably is all the shit's good, good. Let's be honest. Or actually, my favorite Vincent Price movie isn't a Vincent Price movie, but my favorite movie that he's in is Laura. Um, Laura, but. Your number seven. My number s- seven is another atmosphere, going down the atmosphere line. Ooh la la. The Fog. Oh, yeah. Nice. The nope. remake, right? Yeah, Ron Ca- oh. Carpenter's <laughs> The Fog. Uh, no, this this is something that... Have you seen? Oh, oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's like every yeah. year for me, I put that one on. I think, uh, I don't know, it's, it's between this one and The Thing, I think. Uh, I, I put these above... Halloween, which a lot of people. Yeah. I might put I might put the fog as my favorite Carpenter, mm-hmm. and yeah, a lot of people don't appreciate it as much. I I think it oh, it just works on every level for me. The music and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this because I really really liked it the first time, but I feel like I might have even 
underrated it now that I've watched more of his stuff and more of everybody else's things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, the, I was hearing this is amazing. You're going to love it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, yeah. it's honestly one of those, there's probably a, a handful. Mm-hmm. For me, it just works on like that campfire tale feel yeah. to it. Yes. Like it, it doesn't. It opens Even up that actually. Opening with the opening, like yeah, eleven fifty five. Yeah, five minutes. And then all the stuff goes. Yeah. starts going wonky and the, yeah. yeah, the score is so good. Yeah, it's yeah, I love that film. I noticed that Kyle, you had taken down your top hundred horror movies from oh, Letterboxd. I took down a lot of lists because I feel like a lot of them weren't finished. So I had like all these unfinished lists and it's just like, I'm just going to wait and publish them when they're done more. So, and and that I was kind of worried too, if we ever do a top 100 for because we did a, a top 50 for horror and more that we haven't done it for this podcast. So I don't want to spoil it. Is that going to be the hundredth episode? Maybe. Oh, that'd be insane. Maybe. Uh, my number seven, I always try to put in a, a family pick in there because I'm a family man and I like to find one I can watch with my sons. This one, though, is not really a family. Like, there's some stuff that is probably not appropriate for kids. But is it just this from 86? 88. Okay. Just got a big uh, UHD 4K release, Beetlejuice. Oh, shit. Ooh. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. This movie is so much fun, man. Yeah. Like, this is probably my, well, I love Ed Wood, too, but maybe my favorite Tim Burton, Burton Man, movie? Tim Burton was fucking great for that yeah. street yeah. game. Oh, man. Like, Pee Wee Herman, yeah. Batman. Um, this Edward, like he had like a streak of like eight films. Edward Scissorhands. Edward yeah. Scissorhands. Even Batman Returns, I think, is underappreciated. Uh, uh, Mars Attack is underappreciated. Yeah. yeah. But and then yeah, it's too bad he got into all this Alice in Wonderland bullshit and everything. But um, I think Frank and Weenie is maybe the only one he's really oh, done so that's good. worth a damn. Since, but uh, anyways, Beetlejuice is so much fun. I love all the the, the creature design and just mm-hmm. I love the whole mythology behind it. They're in this world. Yeah, that, the amount of monsters is staggering in this movie, right? You got like the sandworms. Yeah, the, I just uh, love that. Like you're trapped yeah. in this house, you try to leave your ghost. There's sandworms. I love like you go into the afterlife and you got to get a ticket, and it's yeah. like you got to be responsible. And then there's Beetlejuice, who you don't want to mess with because. You know he he can he can go too far. I just love the whole everything about it, all the ideas behind it. It's got like just the the cast is like everyone in that cast is a great actor. You know yeah. what I mean? It's unfortunate that one of them became a pedophile, but um, yeah, which one? Jeffrey oh, Jones. Yeah, Jeffrey yeah, yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, Man, who, that guy was like owned the eighties, and he's in so many great yeah. films, and he's good in them all. But it's wait, 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 wait. Uh, was he in the new Deadwood movie? So he's has no lines. Okay. Because uh, he, he was photographer in he, Deadwood, right? He takes a photo. And that's it, eh? That Which is, is kind of weird because I don't think... <laughs> was it of an underage boy? <laughs> I don't know if he actually did, like, not that it's any better. I think yeah. he just, he had images. I don't think he actually did, like, molest anyone. Not that that's better. It's still, he's still a horrible human being. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's unfortunate because he's in a lot of my favorite yeah. 80s and early 90s movies. Anyways, everyone in this is great, though. Um, it's a gorgeous looking movie. The score is great. And like I said, I just love all the ideas and the creature and the costumes and the, the effects and everything. It's almost like a perfect film for me. I'm trying to think of what yeah. is wrong with it. Winona uh, Ryder in her prime and like, yeah, it's just great. So, Gina yeah. Davis. And it's one I haven't watched for a couple of years, so. You looking forward to it? Yeah, yeah. I need to I need to get a 4K TV so I can get that uh, UHD released, but. So, from 86, I thought we were going to have a pick together. Mr. Bogarty is my number 6. Mr. Bogarty. Mr. Bogarty. Bogarty, Bogarty, Bogarty. How great is this movie by the way? Oh, it's fantastic. The atmosphere is insane. The pranks are great. The effects are 
they look great. There's this one great uh, when they are reading the story of the uh, the town and the uh, house that they live in, where it uh, reenacts a pop up book, and it just looks astronomically great. It's so spooky. It's got the atmosphere. It's got like the fog rolling in and the. Uh, and it's only yeah. like an hour long or something. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's why you you got to do a double feature of that in Bride of Boogie yeah. together, which I've never seen. Bride. Bride's fun too. I th- I kind of mm. like Boogie better just because it's like it's an hour long. Which one has um. Eugene Levy is that part two? Part two, yeah. Okay, he's uh, like the, the villain in, in that one, but it, mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah, both of them are just fun. Back when Disney used to make cool movies, but I can see this not being like like a kids movie. It's kind of like spooky. There are like some scary. Yeah, scenes, I, I right? remember as a kid being mm-hmm. afraid of when he like floats Mr. down Bogan. the hallway. Same yeah. thing in like the the footprints on the wall. Uh, and... The footprints are amazing. The guy yeah. takes them out and like puts it on. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Mr. Boogie walked to me. What's great about this movie is the pranks as yeah. well. Because he works at a, a prank store. Yeah. I guess he's like the, uh, the Weasley Brothers. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love the '80s effects too. Like how they used to do those. Um, like they would uh, put the the lighting over top. I guess that mm-hmm. was that ser- is superimposed as well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I did, there's a lot of like somehow they when they did those '80s effects. I just love the look mm-hmm. of them. I don't know. To me, that it, it holds up a lot better than a lot of CGI, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I've always been digging those. Unfortunately, you can only get those on. Um, uh, you have to join Disney's club, club. movie club. Yeah. But I, I, I'm actually part of it. So if you guys ever want it, I can order a copy for you. Um, I, I pretty much joined that club for Just to get this film because I had been wanting to see this for like 20 years and it was hard to find. I think you can... YouTube has it. Is it YouTube? Because I was thinking that in like Watcher in the Woods and like uh, something Wicked yeah, comes this way. Yeah, I have them all on DVD. Yeah, and Return to Oz. Like, yeah. Again, that was like Disney's four... Yeah, adult. And there's another one called the Glass Passenger or the Glass House The Glass Table? Is it about people pooping it's, a, it's another Disney... <laughs> Fuck. It's another Disney. Uh, <laughs> I thought they went really adult. <laughs> What's on your mind, Maddie? Get your mind out of the gutter. But uh, yeah, anyways, Disney used to make a lot of cool movies in the 80s. <laughs> Adam, what do you got? Mr. Poogity. <laughs> Mr. Poogity. At number six, I've got. Uh, no, my number six is Silence of the Lambs, which I also oh, picked nice. up on Criterion. Over this year, and I, I probably haven't seen it. I think I the last time I saw it was just before or just after Hannibal came out. Not the show. No, that movie was so bad. Was so bad. It? Hannibal the show. It's really good. R- right? Really like, great. That was uh, fully done at uh, my work. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I watched this movie last year. It holds up. It is such a great movie. Like the uh, so tense as you're watching it. And who's the guy who played Buffalo Bill? He is awesome. Ted Levine. He yeah. is so good. He's great in lots of things, like kind of this unheralded. I think he's getting his due, but he's been in so many movies as a character actor, and he's mm-hmm. always great. Are you guys Silence fans or Manhunter fans? The I've Manhunter never fans. seen Manhunter. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Have yeah, I've seen never it? seen Manhunter. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Throw that on Michael Mann, baby. That's prime Michael Mann. Is, is that a, would that count, for, Brian Cox would that count for an October movie? Well, yeah, it's a serial killer, right? Yeah, know, it counts as much as Silence does. Yeah. Fair enough. Silence might have a little bit more horror vibes, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah. I think I actually have this on my list uh, to try to watch this year. So, Manhunter? Manhunter. I'm, like I'm the- a manaholic, so everything that guy does yeah, touches. I-, he, I even <laughs> enjoy Black Hat. So. And Miami Vice and Public Enemies are masterpieces, in my opinion. Yeah. So, fuck that. Did you like Black Hat? I was, it, it's probably his worst movie, but I yeah. didn't hate it. it. It's still pretty good. It's worth a watch. All right. yeah. Have you seen The Keep? No, that's the one I can't. It's never had an official release, oh, no? so you gotta watch it. 
you know. On like YouTube or? Yeah, something like that. Um, cool. My number six is a movie I found out about last year. I think I watched on YouTube and then Vinegar Syndrome released in a big uh, special edition with like three different kinds of slip covers and did the whole shebang for it. A little movie called Spookies from 1988. Spookies? Now, this movie, it's a bad movie. Like, <laughs> It started out, I guess like they did half the movie, they ran out of financing and then someone else took over and then did another half movie, combined the two. So it doesn't make sense. There's a story about a kid, it's his birthday and he's mad that his parents forgot. So he runs away and ends up in this haunted house. Then there's these teens that end up, they go to this haunted house. And then there's a guy that owns the haunted house and his wife passed away and he kills people to drain their soul to try to bring his wife back. It doesn't matter. Is the, this an anthology? No. <laughs> the plot's a fucking mess. And you, at the time you're like, what, what's going on? Who is this yeah. guy? And why is his, why does this seem so different than the rest of the movie? But what it does do is every five minutes, there's like a cool creature design in this. Um, on Wikipedia, they have, so there's Muckmen. There's uh, a werewolf with a hook for a hand. Oh, yeah, the Muckmen, which, by the way, I think I mentioned last October, they fart, like, as they walk oh, for some yeah, reason. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's uh, reptilian demons, giant spiders, an arachnid woman, an octopus-like creature with electric tentacles, a skeletal witch, a grim reaper statue, a vampiric boy in a monk's habit, zombies. This movie is just like, it is insane and it's awesome. And I'm so excited to revisit again on, on Blu-ray because I watched like a shitty VHS yeah. transfer. Again, you got to get past, like the hacking is a bit of a mess, but there's Ouija boards in there. I like how you called it hacking there. <laughs> Do you think that was like by design? Yes. Yeah. That's his new, that's his new catchphrase. <laughs> For like hacky actors? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. If you're a guy like me who just loves creature and monster design, you'll get a kick out of this one it does this would be a fun party movie to you because you could probably make fun of how like the 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 more the guy that runs the house his acting is so bad and he's so it's terrible and that yeah the the movie's a bit of a mess but it's it's definitely worth a watch for sure i think you'll get a kick out of it adam might not have the tolerance for it but you might appreciate all the creatures and shit i don't know it can go yeah different ways for me It, it, it if they're really really inventive i seem to like killer clowns i liked this is not on the level of killer yeah. clowns. <laughs> Do you uh, like Frankenstein's Army? I haven't seen Frankenstein's Army. That movie's a piece but, of shit, but cool. Yeah. Even something like Monster Squad, which is like oh, Holy you like, Grail you for you. Had, uh, it's like, uh, I, like, yeah. Yeah, if you don't like Monster Squad, you might want to skip, yeah. <laughs> skip Spookies. But I, I think this would totally be up your alley, Maddie. All right. And well, I'm sure you can find uh, it yeah. on two I'm beers from now. The I, I love the poster for Spookies. Well, so. yeah, that, 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 that's the thing, too. Like, it came with three different covers and they're all fucking yeah. great so anyways Matty <laughs> the name is insane right yeah it's cr- it's <laughs> you're crazy. breaking out your top five top number five, five. Uh, we talked about this last week so I don't know how much you want to get into it from uh, 2012 Frankenweenie I love the atmosphere of this movie it feels like a watching uh Halloween unfold on screen. It'd be a great one to watch, yeah, for sure. Universal yeah. monster movies. I'm, uh, I'm definitely curious because I always liked the original growing up yes. as a kid. Um, it's, I think you can still like. I like that one too. I, I actually had the VHS tape but, for that one. But yeah, if you can appreciate that, it, it feels like a different entity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's taking the same thing and doing. And it. I, I think I just skipped. Even though I've, I, I went back and I'm like, I've seen most of these late period burden i don't know oh there this is probably the only gem i would yeah. say i'm trying to think i'm trying to think if there's anything else that he really sweeney todd's the only one that yeah it's not bad is is like 
a B plus or something for me. Yeah, I think Frankenweenie is better though. Yeah. I actually, when I was thinking of a kids flick, I was close to putting Frankenweenie, but you just talked about last yeah. episode, so I'm like, ah, it's got enough love. But yeah, it's great. So last episode, go back and check it yeah, out. Check it out. Yeah. Seventy five, uh, man. Seventy five episodes. I've been on sixty seven as a special guest. More like sixty nine. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> High fives all around, baby. I wonder how many I've been on. Thirty. Yeah, probably. Well, just October's alone, that's like five or six every year, oh, right? Oh, God. Yeah. You've... One of us. Yeah. One of us. <laughs> okay, Adam, breaking in your number five. Number five, uh, The Devil's Backbone. Oh, I was actually Del Toro. this close to getting on my list. It is so good. I also picked this one up on Criterion. Yeah. And just the atmosphere of that, like a village that they're living in. I think this is the one I'd seen pans at this point, but I don't know if I'd seen anything else. I hadn't Mm. seen the Hellboys. I hadn't. And then I watched this and went, whoa, I need to watch everything this guy's done. Like there's just something about his style that feels so unique, but also so referential to everything else that's happened. Mm hmm in movies so I'm, I'm really looking forward I've only seen it the one time oh dude I haven't seen it in a while what is great about this film is there is this underlying tension because I guess in this village there was a bomb that got dropped yeah. into this yeah. town and at any second shit can go wrong because there's a fucking bomb and no one knows how to fuse it it's just sitting there and like there's that underlining everything they do is like on the back base of this yeah. and he's so good at ghosts yeah That'd be a great uh, double feature with Pans, actually, because they both have that uh, with the mm-hmm. war theme. Yeah, this one's it. like definitely has the horror element is yeah. is stronger. I'm curious, have you guys ever watched any of the other ones, like Mimic or like uh, yep. uh, what was that? Kronos. Kronos is great. Yeah. Criterion actually put. That I in. haven't yeah. seen Mimic, so I'm, I'm curious if it's Mimic's, good or if Mimic it's... seems like. It's studio un- interference. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's worth a watch. But You've you never can... seen it? No. Oh wow. It came out on Blu-ray, and then I went to buy it, and it went out of print. But they, they actually just re-released it. So I, I kind of think you guys would really dig yeah. a lot of Mimic because mm. there's so many cool creature stuff in it. The problem is though that came out in the '90s, I believe, when everyone was using CGI, and I don't know if that would hold up. The that would be end stuff, but he does a lot of. I'm trying to remember; it's a few years now mm. since I watched it, but I feel like a lot of the initial stuff is all practical. Hmm. I think it it does the big kind of like. We need this shit to go yeah. crazy at the end. Yeah, like the uh, the aliens ending, essentially, is yeah. what's going on. Uh, it, it kind of, the end, as I recall, made the movie kind of, it, it completely wow. fell apart for me. Um, but that the, the, Ron before, Perlman? Is this a number? He, he's in that, I think. And I Mira think Sorvino? Like every, uh, yeah. From, isn't he Perlman? Yeah, he's in Kronos. He's, he's definitely, a villain. He's in, he's in Blade 2. Yeah. He's in both the Hellboys. Hellboys. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah they, uh, they're they good friends. Uh, cool. Well, my uh, number five is uh, another gothic horror, uh, this time from 1962, The Premature Burial. This is the uh, oh, Corman Poe flick that was supposed to star Vincent Price, but um, he couldn't get him for whatever reason, and mm. instead he got um, Ray uh, Milland. I always used to call him Millard, but I think it's Milland, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, if you haven't seen this this one's a lot of fun um, I guess he suffers from a disease like his father where he could appear to be dead so he has this fear that something's going to happen and he's going to get buried alive and he, he believes when he was a kid that he heard his father scraping Scratching at, the, uh... at the, uh, the grave so that's kind of been haunting him it's kind of 
possessed a chunk of most of his life. And he, it gets a point where he invents like this this whole intricate burial. How did Roger Corman get fucking Ray Milland in 1962? That seems... Uh, he got, got him in a Panic in the Year Zero, which is fantastic as well. Another little post-apocalyptic uh, Corman flick, a little one. But um, anyways, yeah, so he, he creates this intricate burial where, you know, if, if he does get buried alive, there's all these different things where he can ring bells and open this door, and then there's even, like, some poison if he definitely can't get out that he can kill himself because he doesn't want to die buried alive because that would be horrible. Um, of course, there's other subplots and there's a mystery going on but it just it looks again it's just got that gothic feel it's one of those movies where like every scene's got the fog uh there's of course uh corman was famous for doing the the nightmare sequences where again you get all the different colors and it's all trippy and everything yeah i i've I've seen it once a couple years ago and i I loved it so i I picked up on blue i'm excited to revisit this one but I, i highly recommend it all right uh my number four is an anthology that involves uh, like pumpkins going wild, involves like uh, Halloween wars between neighbors, uh, pranks gone horribly, horribly wrong, and a bunch of interesting urban legends. Uh, from uh, 2015, Tales from Halloween. I really enjoyed this anthology. There are some duds, but most of them are actually kind of fun and like atmospheric. I like how it takes place in this uh, weird American town, almost like a 1960s radio station is taking you through every story as it goes around the uh, oh, cool. town. Yeah, I've never, I've not seen this. Yeah, it's fun, man. I actually didn't like it when I first saw it, and then when I revisit, I actually love mm-hmm. it now. I think it's, I don't think it's on the same level as Trick or Treat, but no, I think no, it's no. so much it fun. Is, it's a, it's a ton of fun. It is like Halloween. Oh yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's one of those ones Which where like every awesome. story is totally and Halloween. Every like a uh, horror director somehow takes place of this like i know uh, uh dante didn't direct anything but he stars in one of them uh mick garrett uh is it mick garrett or mick garris garris uh he doesn't direct one but he's actually you see him in the background of one of the halloween parties so it's kind of interesting all right so my number four is eyes without a face oh, awesome i watched this a couple of years back it is so crazy good yeah it's amazing yeah this is another one I actually haven't seen it, but I want to. I know Edgar Wright loves it. Yeah, this, as you can see, uh, well, uh, my background on the computer is this movie. It it has been for almost a decade now. Um, There's just something, it's also very, it feels very unique in tone Mm. and how it's presented. Again, even like um, the girl wearing the uh, clay face, like, looks terrifying even though she's not like she's not but yeah, the, there's an unsettling element that that goes through the the film the whole time yeah i i'm really looking forward to rewatching this it's yeah. been about 12 years now Oh wow it's been a while eh? yeah i need to see it it's one of, every time there's a criterion sale i always have it in my list and it always like at the last second gets just nixed because i choose something else yeah I, I need to see that one Number four. I wish Criterion movies were cheaper. <laughs> I know. Like, even when they go on sale, they're $30. And it's like, come on, man. That hurts. Um, my number four is another one I just found out about last year. And I believe you watched it last year, I think, too. Uh, Curse of the Demon, a.k.a. Night of the Demon from 1957. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Just a gorgeous looking movie. I don't want to get into the plot because it's actually a little bit complicated. But what it comes down to is a guy is cursed and he has, is it? How many, a couple, so many days 
before the devil's going to come yeah, grab the him. The demon. I love the look of the creature. I, there's a big debate because I guess they filmed it with the intent of not showing it. And then the, the producers are like, no, you need the demon. So they forced the director to put it in even though he didn't want to. I think that both cuts are on. I have this expensive British region free Blu-ray that's fantastic. It's like a big big case and like a hardcover book and it might be two or three discs but it has both cuts on there and all these documentaries about it but yeah like it has both cuts on there. i guess you can see the difference some people prefer without the demon i i could see it maybe working better without the demon but i love the look of the demon The demon yeah. looks cool yeah i i, I think we talked about this yeah. on last year's october and i i definitely felt like you could have it without the demon mm-hmm. yeah. and it maybe is a better movie, but they made a fucking awesome uh, demon. Yeah. And this isn't coming from somebody that's normally like swayed Monsters. that much, but this yeah. is a, a yeah. very, very um, it's interesting look. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a demon that you've probably seen again in a lot of like documentaries and stuff and weren't mm-hmm. sure where it's from. It's from this film. This film was it's been kind of hard to find in North America, actually. But yeah, you can again the, the set that I got is out of print, but you can still get the uh, the regular Blu-ray of it, region free. I, I highly recommend it because it looks gorgeous. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, th- great transfer. This movie's uh, just it's just a lot of fun, and there's I think there's like a, a Ouija Ouija board sound sequence because he's trying to do all these different things, I believe, to get this demon off his back. Mm. And there's a cool scene too where this guy is like showing his powers and this big storm happens and i I don't know it's it's just so much so much uh fun awesome and it's it's not long either i think it's like an hour and a half or something the american version i think the or the version without the demon might be uh, night of the demon it's yeah it is it's it's either night of the demon or curse the demon depending where you find it i'm sure you can find it somewhere uh some public i mean was it public domain or something for a bit i I don't know but it's uh, i'm curious because in the uh night of the demons from like the uh, 80s there is this uh crazy looking monster that's going uh it flashes back to it as they're traveling through the house I'm curious if it's the same demon that from this movie. Maybe they're inspired, yeah. Or maybe it's the hmm. exact same if it was public domain. Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, I'll. Uh, Kyle doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not, uh, you're not. You're not into it, eh? No, I yeah. like Night of the Demons, but yeah, I think yeah. Night of the Demon is. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll uh, I'll watch it and I'll let you guys know. <laughs> what's going I, I think on. you'll dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Yeah. It it was up there for me. I think in terms of yeah, for uh, me my too. Watches. I, I think it's a perfect mm-hmm. October movie for yeah. sure. Awesome. My number three is from uh, 1980. We've already talked about this. It takes place not actually on Halloween, but on uh, New Year's Eve. A uh, Terror Train. Okay. Well, yeah. we never have. It's it's always it's surprising kind of how odd, we do this right? every year, and we never have. I was the actually same thinking movies, it's but... weird that we haven't picked this movie yet. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones where we picked it on our previous podcast. Yeah. Like probably one of the later ones so then you know when it came to this i was like oh, i'll try to pick but now we're a couple years in uh, it's time to throw it on. yeah i love the uh, hazing gone wrong uh, aspect of this uh, i guess pranks are now a thing of halloween as far as like uh tv shows and movies yeah, concerned yeah. so whenever i think pranking i think of halloween yeah. so there's like the trio of um you know some of these have probably been on my list before or maybe mm-hmm. on a future list but of hell night terror train and girls night out where mm-hmm. all three of them the whole movie people are in costume it's like costume party but none of them take yeah. place on halloween they're all like whatever um different different holidays but um yeah i think all three of them you could easily watch in october and, and they're mm-hmm. all they're all fun actually they're all great my number three yes sir so i'm following what i've been kind of talking about more criterion uh repulsion oh shit um, polanski uh, Polanski's with Catherine uh, Deneuve uh, starring which uh, another one that I probably saw 
almost 15 years ago. I thought about this one because of it's one that has great atmosphere, but it's also one that's a psychological mm-hmm. horror, which I talked about a lot in the 75th. So I, I thought, well, I'll add one of those in. And it's just an unbelievable movie. And it's so claustrophobic over over time, but it, it, it almost feels surreal, the space as it goes. I'm, I'm really looking forward to rewatching it. Now, have you saw The Tenant? No. Yeah, I um, that actually just came out on Blu-ray. I think in the past month or two by Scream Factory. But uh, I actually I have this. I have Repulsion on Criterion Blu-ray as well. And I, I remember not. I need to revisit it as well. And maybe I'll watch it again this month because I I didn't love it, but I love like every other movie. Like I love Rosemary's Baby. I love mm. The Tenant, which is kind of the same type of thing. I even love uh, what's the new the one he did with Johnny Depp, um, The Ninth Gate. Which that I think that film maybe has some bad CGI in the yeah. end, but that's another like I just love his style of films. It's like a slow burn, a Ghost Rider, even not really a horror yeah. film, but same kind of deal. But yeah, I, I need to revisit Repulsion. I, I have a feeling I'll like it more now. I think I just wasn't prepared for that when I first watched it. Um, but yeah, no, you should you should definitely see the ten. I maybe I, I might pick it up. And I think it's on my another one of these. Like if I can get around it. Yeah, it's another one that just has the same like repulsion. It has this like constant like. I almost put Rosemary's Baby because it's another one that I saw even longer ago. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, that I I love. But I remember seeing this maybe four or five years afterwards and going, maybe might be better. Might be better. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I I need to revisit it. I'm curious if. if you watch Rosemary's Baby this year and Repulsion, I'm I'm hoping to. Maybe I'll watch Tenet too. Yeah, yeah do um, the trilogy. Um, cool. I'm glad you can separate the art, art from, from the, the artist because yeah. I, I could hear some people thinking like, "Fuck, I'm not going to watch a Plansky film." But I think uh, you know we just talked about Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's definitely like more and more landmines. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's going to get to the point where you can't watch anything. Anyways, my number three is actually almost. A comedic modern remake of Curse of the Demon, and that is Drag Me to Hell from 2009. Oh, awesome. oh nice. Um, I thought it'd be kind of fun. I'm going to maybe yeah. try to watch both these. I just picked up the Blu-ray of this one from Scream Factory. This is potentially my favorite Raimi? Sam Raimi film. Yeah, it's it's awesome, right? I don't know if I'd go that far, but I do really enjoy it. It's, it's one of my favorite... Plan is- uh, it's one of my favorite modern I like films. a s- simple... I haven't seen a simple plan in so mm-hmm. long. I'm kind of like like, but lukewarm. I never love. There's not a love in in the batch. This is maybe as close to as it, as it gets. After now watching Evil Dead again, not in party atmosphere, Army of Darkness, which I originally I thought was my favorite, and ended up. Did not, you do Evil Dead one and two or one and two mm-hmm. and Ar- Army of Darkness? Like I've I've gone through them all recently mm-hmm. that I'd seen, but not in maybe the best settings before, and maybe they were actually the best settings. Yeah, I know. I love those movies. They're favorites of mine. Yeah, I, I like. I like all of these movies, but I don't. There's always something that kind of stuck with. And, and when I saw Army of Darkness, I was like, "Oh, the thing that I don't like, it's him." Like, there's something <laughs> about his style. Something about his style no. that doesn't quite do it for me. The climaxes of all of them um, fall apart in different ways. But there's so much to love too, right? Like I find watching a Sam Raimi film is almost like watching a Looney Tunes cartoon. Like the way he does a camera, Three Stooges is always gags of those. Mm-hmm. But just the style, it's always like a mix of slapstick and horror, and it never. I feel like he just doesn't keep it up. 
for me. That, that, like oh. l- with the Looney Tunes aspect. That's why I was so excited to watch Army of Darkness, and then I realized, oh, and then we're getting a bad Jason and the Argonauts at the end. Uh. Hmm. Yeah. I'd say Armored Darkness one of my favorites, so I can't, I'm not going to comment. But uh, <laughs> anyways, Drag Me to Hell is like super fun. It's kind of like the fun version of Curse of the Demon. Um, I mean, you have like goats coming a lot. Yeah, goats coming it's to so life, good, and, right? Um, yeah, it's just it, and it's just it's one of those ones too that like I love the ending. It's not what you expect. At the scene where like the gypsy first attacks her in the parking lot and it's, like sucking on her, her to death. yeah, and, and the, the oh, it's the slime coming her mouth, and it's just it's such a fun fun movie. So yeah, I, I kind of want to do like a double feature. An actress two. that just disappeared too. And yeah. she was Allison so Lohman. good in this, right? Yeah. She's so like likable and. Yeah, uh, this in um, well, even yeah. What's his name? Kind of disappeared. Too. Big Fish. Who? I was Justin thinking, Long. I was thinking Justin Long. Oh, just yeah, Justin Long. He had much... like he had like four or five good movies, yeah. and then he just disappeared. He's in a lot of stuff though. Still, yeah, he's just not. The, he's not like the headliner anymore. Yeah, like he yeah. was for a little bit there, but yeah, I, I just think this is uh, this movie's a, a blast from kind of beginning to end. So. Yeah, drag me to hell. Yeah, it's an awesome pick, Maddie. You're number two. Uh, you just spoiled this. Uh, speaking of like movies where like Halloween uh, costumes happen on a day other than Halloween. Oh, sure. This is a. Uh, <laughs> I'm just spoiling everyone's picks. <laughs> it today. takes place in a Victorian <laughs> mansion that's supposedly haunted, but people are pulling pranks from a 1981 uh, Hell Night. Nice, starring Linda Blair. I love again the idea of pranks going wrong. This is pretty much what's happening. Like yeah. uh, these, uh, I guess. Uh, Fraternity kids. Yeah, what are they called? Uh, rookies, I guess, in this. They uh, get hazed and like, all right, you have to spend the night in the uh, mansion together. And as they uh, spend the night, they're trying to pull pranks. But little did I know that like this mansion is actually haunted with monsters. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it, Especially it's with all blast. the costumes. It yeah. feels like you're at a frat party gone anywhere. And it, it does that mix of like fun, but there's also mm-hmm. some scary moments. Like there's a great scene where like, you don't she doesn't realize that they have a secret compartment throughout the house and it's mm-hmm. coming from underneath the carpet underneath and she doesn't yeah. realize she's looking out the window checking all around to make sure that it can't get in the mm-hmm. room unknown to her that it's coming through yeah there's a there's a couple of really great moments like that yeah i think that's kind of a movie as well that like i know some people felt it dragged a bit but i, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of underrated myself uh another one that's screen factor just, right fuck, they've been putting everything out on blu-ray <laughs> in the past year or two like a lot of my favorites uh, number two adam you're number two my number two is House. Nice. This is the 1977 Japanese film Ooh, okay. that I'm not going to uh, embarrass myself with the director's name, uh, <laughs> or maybe I should. But. Is it called, what's it, the, is it like Haosu? 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 Yeah, Haosu is, I think, the, the, the mm-hmm. Japanese name. Um Obayashi is his last name. Oh, pretty um, good, director, actually. Who I believe just passed away this year. I oh, don't know. I think it was in April. And I, another one I got from Criterion. This was another one. Oh, did you get House from Criterion? Awesome. I, yeah, uh, I have that as well. I, that I probably saw about a decade ago. No, probably even more, like 2008 yeah. for the first time. And... Well, it's kind of a movie that was like, I don't feel it was lost, but like no one had heard of it. Mm-hmm. And then Criterion was doing screenings and people were like, it's one of those movies that like at these screenings, people were like, this movie's insane. You got to see it. It got this big word of mouth. And by the time it hit Criterion Blu-ray, like everyone, people were wearing shirts and shit of it. And, oh, this movie is batshit insane. Yeah. Like, insane. There's no question about it. 
There's a great uh, during the Criterion Closet, which is these YouTube videos where Criterion has celebrities come in, they pick yeah. out movies they love. Um, it was Ethan Hawke, and I forget who the, his friend, I forget who, who's a filmmaker as well. But he was like, you got to see this movie. He's like, and the, he described it the best way. This is the only movie where like the person's head just turns into a watermelon and you're just like yeah that's normal in this film that's just that's yeah just go with it like there's so much insane shit that this movie doesn't make sense there's like a, his hand like, turns into like fruit and you're just like okay yeah that makes sense a, a woman eating piano that takes over <laughs> uh, like, the piano scene is just incredible sanity and colorful and it's just craziness and it's a movie. I mean, I don't do drugs, but yeah. if I was going to, this watching would be a this fun movie, one. I don't think you need to do drugs. No, like, this no. is uh, this movie perfect. is drugs on yeah. film. Yeah, it would be. I don't know. I, 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 I again, I watched it twice, really close in succession. Yeah. In when I first saw it. Because it just was like, what the fuck did I see? And then I watched it again in certain scenes. You're no closer to the answer. No, watching it a second time. But it's it's almost like. Um, a fairy tale in a way yeah. as well, mm-hmm. but horrific. But that being said, there are also scenes of like Benny Hill in this as well, where they speed up this guy like falling over a trash can and well, it's riding Japanese, it down right? a hill. Yeah, it's yeah. Japanese. It's got that crazy Japanese humor too yeah. that like is on a whole other fucking level yeah. for me. Like there, some of those films is like, what? what? But, but also like there's this pastoral kind of quality to mm-hmm. it and uh, an amazing looking film. So Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like... It's like it's not a trash film either, even though it should be. Like it's, it's actually a really well-made, yeah. directed, beautiful-looking film. It, it's strange. It's it's like art house kind of, you know. But yeah, I don't know. There, there's no it. way to describe this movie. No. Like gloriously zany. Like uh, I like using the phrase "technicolor yawn." Like that yeah. for like throwing up like a beautiful rainbow. Yeah. That is what this movie is. It's a movie you don't really watch, you experience. I think it's like an experience watching that. Yeah. Even though I just said watching that. But <laughs> it's an experience that you take in, I think. But yeah. So uh, that's my number yeah, two. Yeah, that, that's a cool. good poll, man. It, that'd really be a good, good one poll. to watch, like a good party movie too. Um, my number two is arguably one of the best horror remakes. It's not The Thing. It's not The Fly. It is 1988's The Blob. Oh, um, awesome. I've not seen this. Oh, you Johnny need to Drama. See. Yeah, Kevin Dillon. Uh, this film is fantastic. Some of the best horror effects ever. Yeah. Um, some of the best deaths ever. It's a movie that is constantly full of surprises. It's a movie like no one is safe. Like yeah. all those other movies, the kids, the animals, the hero, they all survive. Nobody this is one, safe. like doesn't oh you think we're not gonna do that yeah we're gonna do that yeah um and yeah the effects are just so incredible man like you got the slime pulling people into the sink drains you got yeah. someone like melting in a foam booth and they're just skin melting off yeah, that's awesome it's just so fun and, and guys trying uh, to get frisky in the backseat of the car and uh oh yeah so that's much. a great yeah. that's a great scene where yeah isn't she like passed out yeah. or something he tries to take advantage and the Blob has uh, different things to say about that. So th- this has been on my list. This because t- I've never seen the original either. I have. I have actually. I have the original and I have the sequel. Beware the Blob, which is absolutely horrendous. The original is good. Uh, I recommend the original. Um, it's good in a different way. It's good in that fifties horror way. Yeah. But the eighties one is like top eighties. I horror. thought I, this might be an interesting one. I, I sometimes like to do this where I do beginning of the month, end of the month, sort of like. Yeah, bookends. Yeah, they're they're actually quite a bit different. It's almost like the difference of watching The Fly 
the original remake. They're like they're pretty. They're quite a bit different, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. I would recommend um, another one actually that just got a Scream Factory Blu-ray. I already had the previous Blu-ray, so now I own it twice because of the different extras. Uh, I love this movie, and yeah, I think it's some of the best effects ever. Yeah, and I think it's it's just fun, and it's a movie that just surprises you constantly. I mean, there's some maybe quirky drama and acting and stuff but like. You got Kevin Dillon Doesn't jumping matter. over uh, a big jump Canyon in his motorcycle with his with his, uh, leather his mullet and his leather jacket, and it's just yeah, th- this movie it's just so fantastic. But mm-hmm. it's all about the effects. I mean, like I said, this is when people think talk of remakes, it's always the fly, the thing, and the blob, the blob, and for good reason. I was so surprised actually that none of us had had this on any of our lists. I thought you, you might have had it, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You it's blew good. it, Maddie. Bl- you blow it. <laughs> Maddie, you're number one. I found this movie. Actually, you might have recommended it a couple years back, but I was on uh, YouTube and I found this uh, gem from a 1985. It takes place in New England. A bunch of kids on Halloween night break into a museum because they want like great like um, Halloween costumes. And little do they know that they put a curse on this town to the tune of a bunch of like 70s jukebox musicals called The Midnight Hour. Yeah, I almost put this on my list. This so. is amazing. It starts with a young uh, LeVar Burton as like uh, one of the... Um, as Jordy LaForge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a TV movie too, which yeah, is... Yeah, it's so good. Like, I can't believe the uh, budget this had. Yeah. Because it has like zombies, witches, vampires, like Oh, and it all demons. looks great, yeah. It takes place in this great atmospheric cemetery in this town. And there's a bunch of urban legends that happen with it too. Like the guy picks up this young girl in like the 50s cheerleader mm-hmm. and she has to stop him before the town becomes cursed. There's even a fun musical number and I usually hate that mm-hmm. movies. This is a movie, I'm not even joking, I bug every movie releasing yeah. company to put this out. So on no one has put this out? No. So it does have, it has, it had Anchor Bay put it out on DVD. It went out of print quickly. That DVD sells for like a hundred bucks minimum. Oh. It's not out on Blu-ray. How many copies do you have? I don't have any, actually. I've been trying to find it. I've been, again, I keep on badgering companies to get it, but the problem is now Disney owns it, and they don't give a fuck about their live action uh. catalog. So who knows if it will ever get another release. But you can find it on um, like YouTube, stuff like that, I believe. Decent yeah. quality. I mean, it, it'd be like the DVD mix. But um, no, it, it's it's a it's lot of fun. Awesome. And like, it feels like you're in like a 60s like uh, campfire tale. It's mm. so much fun. It's interesting. They have the Disney... Plus, why wouldn't they just put this on, right? Why aren't they grabbing all this shit and yeah. putting? Is it too? It, it's not scary. Like it's not like a. They probably PG. can't be bothered because people aren't yeah. going to sign up for Midnight Hour. They're going to sign up to watch whatever fucking Avengers or. It know, was remarkable. This is a little rant here, but it was remarkable when I got the free whatever Disney last Plus? Disney last Christmas yeah. and looking around there and being like. I want to watch four things on here. Yeah, it's yeah. insane, right? Well, when it came out, that's what I thought. I thought we're going to get the the um, any which what are those movies you just uh, mentioned? Watcher um, in the Woods. Watcher in the Woods. None of those are on there. I mean, I have the DVDs, thankfully. Yeah. I think they have the first Boogity, but but they don't have the second. They don't have the one I wanted to see, which is the Glass House, the Glass whatever that yeah. one is, because that one you can only get on a burnt Disney DVD. I think it's the Glass Table. It's about pooping. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Poogity. Apparently, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a Disney Plus man. It's not for me. I, I've actually. I signed up for the year stupidly, um, so I had to wait to the year, but it, it expires. I'm not going to be resigning. The kids watch a couple things, but I'm like, I'll just grab the Blu-rays yeah. of those. I'm not going to keep on paying for the service to watch like five things that we can just get on Blu-ray. Cool. That Yeah, that's a great pick. So my number one is a big fuck you pick to Kyle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some art house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Non-horror, yeah. well, non-Halloween. Young Frankenstein. Oh, um, awesome. I, I might rewatch that again. I, I don't understand why it didn't click with me. 
this is the most was the most disappointing thing ever. Like, but, but for, I think I told you love you, the Universal. Hor- but like, the thing is, too, movies. I didn't I didn't love Blazing Saddles when I watched that for the first time a year or two ago either. And that's like everyone's favorite. This is uh, for me. This is on another like uh, another. I like Bla- Blazing Saddles, but this is on another level. I think I need to revisit Young Frankenstein and watch it as more of a Universal sequel than a parody. I think that's a problem. Like. I almost think it works better as a straight movie with like, some funny gags than it does as like a comedy where you're expecting to laugh it's, every five it minutes. It is hilarious, but it, it's also not Spaceballs. No, exactly. I think that's, I think, again, expectations play a lot. Now, I, I might revisit that this year. Uh, because it is like he's a lover of those movies yeah. and the care that goes into it. I can't wait to rewatch this. I was going to watch it last year and, and arguing with you about it. <laughs> I just couldn't watch it. I was like, "This is gonna make the experience." But again, I, about I wasn't. Again, I, I I understand why people love it. Like, I I get that. Like, I think, like you said, it's it's wonderfully directed. And it's totally a love letter to that. Like I said, I just didn't laugh that much, and I thought I would be laughing every couple of minutes. And I, I I think this time I need to like. It's still pretty funny. Yeah, but I, I don't know. You have some of the funniest people mm-hmm. that have basically ever lived. Well, when's the last like, time you've seen it though? Uh, it's probably about ten years. Yeah, so let's see. You rewatch it and tell me because I I don't I didn't. But I've seen it a bunch of times. Gags. Okay. Yeah, hmm. I hadn't seen it a lot. Like I'd seen it as a kid a bunch, and thought it was hilarious. And then I rewatched it twice as a like young adult. adult. I I'm not one to I'm afraid to admit I'm wrong. Like there's been a lot of movies where I didn't love and it did second viewing. I totally or the other. We, we all talked about that during the yeah. last episode where we both had. Changed yeah. opinions about movies uh, on on rewatch. I'll give it another. I'll give it another. I, I, it just felt like oh, this is this is yeah. like the quintessential Kyle. Well, I thought so too. Movie. Like I yeah. was so excited. Like I saved that for a while, wanting to love it. But you got to remember too, though. Frankenstein is one of my is lower for me on, yes. on the Universal Monsters list. I love the design. It's one of my favorite movie monster characters. But the movie itself, I put below. You know. Just about all the other ones, other than maybe the mummy. So, um, even Dracula. Eh? I yeah, I like Dracula. I know creature? a lot of people don't. I love creature, mm-hmm. Invisible Man. I love so the mummies. Yeah, I, just I, I I think I might Wolfman be with you with Invisible Man as being my number one. But and Wolfman. Is, uh, um, it, then it's that's it's Bride, and then it's probably Frankenstein, and and then it's yeah, Wolfman maybe. Cool. Well, my number one. You what could this be? You kind of actually talked about it. It's Young Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's Old Frankenstein. Actually, <laughs> yeah. um, we should make Old Frankenstein. That would be amazing. <laughs> There's actually Old Dracula. But how the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> All right, we're quitting the podcast. We're making Old Frankenstein. <laughs> Hello, Hollywood. <laughs> I I got the Frankenstein Franco in his palace to watch, where it's like the parody porn, whatever it is, that one that Vinegar Syndrome just put out that I'm excited to go through. Which one is this? I think I showed you guys a trailer. At, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, no. Did you buy that? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I limited to a thousand. I was actually listening to a podcast <laughs> and the guys were saying like they did a thousand thinking like they'll be lucky if they can sell that by mm-hmm. the end of the sale. It sold out like it was like one of their their second oh, best amazing. seller of the sale. They actually had to do a second run unnumbered. Un- 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 I-, I got like mine is one of the numbered editions. Awesome! Um, so I'm excited to watch it. I'm sure it's gonna be trash. You know, let me know how it plays out. Because uh... <laughs> anyways, we're getting off track here. My number one from 1981 
Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Oh, uh, I'm uh, part yeah. two. Yeah, I got the uh, the box set coming in. I ordered the big box set. This is my <laughs> favorite franchise of all time. I thought you guys were gonna shit on me because it's such a summer movie, but no. See no, that that's works. one of those cases where like it is, the but at the same time, the atmosphere. Too. I think it works. That's what I felt like t- too. But I was like, God, these fucking assholes. Are gonna- <laughs> well, well I, I previously had Part Six on my list because Part Six is actually I think it takes place in the fall. Yeah. It definitely has a fall atmosphere, but. Part two is is arguably my favorite. I always go back and forth between two, one, and, and six, I believe. But part two is the first appearance of Jason. I love where he's got the the sack head before mm-hmm. he got the hockey mask. I actually think that's scarier looking. I agree. Um, and it's 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 really well directed too. I believe it. It's, I want to say Steve Miner, but I think it's one of the best, if not the best, directed of the series. But and it opens up too with Does that. The hockey mask not appear at all. Till part three. That's wild to me. Isn't that awesome? So I must have seen part three. I must have seen part three as well. And even part three gets like halfway through yeah. or something. But, uh, and it, it opens up with like a campfire story, like the fog and stuff. I always love that. I always think of that, mm-hmm. even though that is a summer thing. I think of campfire stories with Halloween for some mm-hmm. reason. I guess, are you afraid of the dark and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, I, I know I'm really excited. I love this franchise. These are probably the movies. If you ask me what movies I've watched the most in my life, it's probably these. I've seen every one countless amount of times and I never get sick of them it's a franchise I can't really say that I ever get bored of Um, and this is yeah like I said this is one of my favorites I want to throw on a Friday 13th I think everyone's kind of in the mood because everyone's excited about this this setting again one of those things where so what's the difference between what's is it just extras yeah it's like all of them the set you got I think is like it's like the first date it is a first aid. There was one. Be- Jason takes Manhattan's last one. Yeah, yeah. So there was a set previously before that that I had, and actually, I, I think I paid a hundred for. I sold for two hundred and fifty when I heard that this one might be coming out. <laughs> what um, so a I capitalist! Sl- Once this was announced, I knew it would drop. So, folks, Colin Kyle Stalin <laughs> online is is not going to work anymore. I, at the time I sold it. This was only a rumor, so there's a good chance this might not have happened, and I could have screwed myself with my favorite franchise, because that was the only way that one had part 9, 10, and Freddy vs. Jason, and the remake. Anyways, this has all of them, but this it's going to be like the Halloween set they put out, where every movie gets its own disc, because that one, I think, there's two movies on disc. This mm-hmm. one, every movie has the disc with the original poster art in each case. Um, it's going to have, yeah, tons of hours of new extras, like two two or three bonus discs of extras, new transfers for some of them. But again, it's like a difference of $20, $150. Right. For you, you made the right decision. If you love it later on, maybe you'll go yeah. back. Probably not. But um, this is uh, you, you know, this is one of those things. I think the Halloween, they did the same thing. And if you want that Halloween set now, you're looking at $300, $400, which I think we both have. Right? Yeah. So this is going to look great next to it. I, I'm really, uh, two for me made an impact. So I wasn't saying um, that you won't enjoy these. I just meant... Even if you did, I don't know if you're going to want to drop $150. I, I, I highly <laughs> doubt it, to be honest. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think you'll you'll get some, you'll have fun with them. And, and Tammy will probably enjoy them with you. Yeah, she was excited to get them. And I, I think these were, she's, I think, seen way more of them than I have. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested in, in, in getting back to into it. It'd yeah. be kind of fun, like, if we're all doing it. Like, that's uh, eight movies we can all talk about, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of like Meatballs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd probably stop at eight, but um, even, I might even, I don't know. I, I, I just did them, I think, last year, I feel like, so. I th- maybe the year before. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do it every couple of years, and they're, they're still great. I'll, I'll definitely get through the first mm-hmm. so many. But yeah, so th- that's our list. Number one, uh, I had Friday 13th Part 2. Uh, Midnight Hour. Young Frankenstein. That's a nice little mix there. Well, 
Yeah. This has been going on for fairly a long time, but uh, we have uh, movies to watch in yeah. a couple of days. You guys have movies yeah. to watch. I can't wait to hang out with you guys all month and watch a bunch of fun movies. Yeah, this yeah. is always uh, going to be a good time. And it's mm-hmm. gonna, it kind of gets by the end. It gets stressful and tiring because yeah. you've watched, you know, 60 movies in a... 30 day period and you don't sleep I know for me like I don't sleep at all it was, it was a piece of cake I'm, I'm going for 80 this year uh, <laughs> uh. I'm lucky if I'm breaking 30 yeah if for any li- listeners if you want to join with us if you want to you know join our Facebook and share your what you've been watching your if reviews you have your top 10 movies that you think we should watch yeah. and we haven't talked about yet you can email us at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com and we'll read your list on uh there, our yeah. podcast if you want and uh, yeah like I said Facebook we have a group page or a like page just uh, yeah. come on there and just maybe every week join the discussion comment on the movies you're watching share with us what you're watching and uh, you know we can make we can have a good month of fun here we're making a, an event thanks for having me guys guys thanks for thanks uh, so coming. much stay scared this month guys Woo! some have fangs about this size some short and fat some tall and and some don't even bother to wear their skin I'm telling you, brother, it's a fearful sight Just to see what goes on in the night on tonight. Ah, fuck, I did so much better the that first time That was so good Maddie, did you got to uh, usually you do some bullshit poetry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the leaves I, falling, I, pumpkin I, spice in I, the air. I, I have it written down here, but <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs>